Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 8 of Thirst for Knowledge Podcast. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. Today on the episode, we have Lawrence Lucky Symbiora. Uh, he's a good friend of ours, really appreciated him coming on the show. Um, today, we, we sort of talk about uh, career paths, career transitions, and we sort of kind of go through um, some of the experiences and, and paths that we had chosen that kind of led us to where we were, where we are today. Yeah, guys, so uh, stick around for the end of the episode um, where we'll go over a little bit of notes that we had. We'll try and keep it as short and sweet as possible because the, uh, the main part of this one's uh, pretty bulky, but, yeah. but good stuff. But it good is, stuff. It was good, yeah. So I right. uh, hope you enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy the show. Enjoy. Our guest, I mean, Lucky. Like, welcome, man. Yeah, we've got Lucky here. Hi, How lucky. lucky of us to have Lucky on the show. Yeah, so first off, I want to say thanks so much for doing the logo, man. Oh, like, you're welcome. Yep. Yeah, that, that was it awesome. It looks fucking sick. I'm glad yeah. you like it. So yeah. is that your current job right now? That's what you do? No, no. No? That, that's kind of... That's an old... That's the job I did do, and I yeah. don't do anymore. Kinda and then like you transition to a new yes. job? What? Yeah. What? Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> that's crazy. That so is you used to do graphic design, and you made a sweet-ass logo for our podcast. Yeah, and I, yeah. And I don't do that for just anyone, so... Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I, we'll, we'll return the favor one yeah, day. Yeah, I'm hoping you, know you do. I mean. yeah. yeah. Maybe after this podcast. <laughs> oh. Wink. <laughs> Maybe a little during as well. <laughs> we keep pouring that whiskey you're drinking. Maybe yeah. we will. Yeah. All right. yeah. What are you drinking, man? I mean, this is you're going deep. Yes, I'm. Dr- well, I'm drinking Dewar's and Diet uh, Ginger Ale just because it's like zero calories. So I'm just trying. I'm trying to keep with losing weight and <laughs> gotta get that diet. I, I want to drink, but I don't want to gain weight. So it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to cheat here. Yep. Doing the yep. best I well, can. Well, you did. Uh, congratulations! You also did Dry January. Yes, yes I did. Yeah. yeah, and it went a little bit beyond. You did. Uh, I made it to uh, about February 14th, and then I bought a bottle of wine and drank it with my girlfriend. Valentine's after Day. that, I was like, Yeah, I don't think, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going back. Like, yeah. So once it touches your lips, baby. Yeah, it's it's like that. You say like, Oh yeah, I'll be fine. I only drink like uh, you know once a week, and then yeah. next thing it's like two or three days, and yeah. yeah. So. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having guys. Hell yeah. yeah. Should we make yeah. it clank? Oh. Oh. Clank. oh, yeah. Beautiful. Cheers. <laughs> awesome. Mm. All right. Yeah, so today's episode, we're going to talk about, you know, career transitions and, and all that fun stuff, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Man. What, uh, how'd this all start, man? How'd this all start? Some... Let's, let's let's see. Yeah, how did you get here to podcasting? Yeah, yeah. that's what I want to know. Okay, it all so, started in sixth grade. So we're going to Tarantino this. We're podcasting now. So now we're going to go all the way back yeah. to the beginning. You, we're, I giving like you, that. we're giving you the end. Yeah, in the beginning, and then we're going to start at the beginning at the end. Yeah. Well, we're not going to go to the very beginning, right? But. I was born April twelfth, nineteen ninety. Oh my God, <laughs> nice summertime. Is it Mississippi? Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> James. Uh, accent pokes through every now and then yeah 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 i mean uh 
I don't where, know. where does it start? Yeah, so, how I mean, do we start this? <clears throat> like, when do you start thinking about your career and what you want to do as a job? When did you guys start thinking about it? Anyway? Real career or, like, I want to be an astronaut? <laughs> Dude, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, when you're a kid, right? And yeah. people go, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? Yeah. Like, I, I can remember, like, I'll, I'll give you guys an example. Like, I remember very specifically um, seeing Back to the Future when I was mm-hmm. a little kid, and I wanted to be a scientist, like Doc Brown. You know, I wanted yep. to do some yeah. crazy scientist stuff. And that was, like, the first time that I think I've really thought, like, that's uh, that's what I want to do. I want to be some kind of scientist or something. And I didn't know what that meant when I was a little kid. But Right. right. Fucking, for me, Indiana Jones, baby. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, what? A little call Geologist? Back. What? Yeah, yeah, I want to be goddamn, like, paleontologist, uh, some sort of historian. Maybe, like, I just want to get artifacts. I want to find them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How about, how about you, Hambone? Uh, or Justin, sorry, a I lot call of him movies, a lot of yeah. movie <laughs> yeah. inspirations. You know, um, I, I think even even when I was young, when I was a young kid, I yeah. mean, it, it was always. I mean, the, I would always reach for that Halloween costume, that that Commando. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would watch like you know the the eighties action movies. Got brought up on them, man, and just like wanted to be in the military. Just yeah. wanted. You know, and um, my uncle was a Marine mm-hmm. and a lot of my family, my, you know, my, you know, grandfathers and all that stuff um, come from, you know, you know, a big military family and stuff yeah. like that. So, you know, I just always wanted to be that quote unquote badass, you know, <laughs> things like that, you know, Rambo. Yeah. 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 That's Man. awesome. I, um, I remember people would ask me when I was a kid, like maybe five, and I was like, "Oh man, I need to know this." Like, you know, and like <laughs> my, my si- yeah, my sister's like, "I don't lawyer, doc, you know, kids say whatever." Cause they don't, and I was like, "Oh man, I gotta figure this out." And uh, I saw Michael Jackson. I remember and uh, him like on stage dancing, and I was like, "I don't know what that is, but that's what I want to do when I'm older. I want to, <laughs> I want to sing and I want to dance like that." That's so. That's kind of what got me into like thinking I was gonna do music for a career. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Which, as you can tell, panned out. <laughs> well, partially. Yeah. You might partially have heard of me. Uh, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there, right? <laughs> I don't know. It's it is a uh, it it is interesting because you know from mm-hmm. from a very early age, you know, there, there's your your parents, everybody around you. You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? You mm-hmm. know. You can be anything you want, yeah. as long as it's in within these boundaries that we set for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I guess you know, you start thinking about this stuff, and then you know, it isn't until like the you know the second half of high school and things like that where you really start to kind of have to prep and definitely, and it, and it starts to get a little bit more real. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what what was that like for you guys? I mean, even before that, for me though, um, like my school didn't offer. A it wasn't a trade school my high school so like it was a lot of social there was a lot of social influence within the kids around in my school in middle school where at in eighth grade you had to make decision if you wanted to go to the trade school or you wanted to go to the regular high school Mm -hmm. and you know they let us they would have one day when you're in eighth grade to go and see both schools and see what they offer but for some reason, the trade school was like taboo. It was for like the kids who weren't successful or weren't smart or weren't good at school. They were like, oh, just you guys will go over here and like go be a, do a trade. And those kids were like kind of like the dorks. Or not even the dorks, but the geeks maybe. There was always a weird stigma about trade kids versus <laughs> right. non-trade kids. And yeah. like there was always a thing where like those kids who went to the trade schools, they weren't going to college. You know, they were 
right after high school they were going to work and then the other kids would go to college and that would during that time that looked going to college was like the successful route going to trade school was like the unsuccessful route or like almost giving up on school type of thing mm. and just entering that job force right away so like in my eyes for some reason I was like yeah fuck trade school I'm, I want to go to college because my parents were always like you got to go to college to mm. be successful and that was kind of like the mentality for most of my friends and most of the kids in my school they're like if you want to be successful you have to go to college and if you want to go to college you have to go so, to high school first so your parents though put that in your mind though that college was important yeah definitely for sure I don't know if you guys had that but my parents definitely had that I did not my parents never ever pushed that ever yeah but. see I was kind of pissed because you know I wish they didn't do that because then I would probably have gone to trade school and I'd probably be I mean, I'm not saying I'm in a bad spot now, but right. I might That's have started a lot early. That's an debate right there is, like, people that had people cheering for them and then people that, like, maybe didn't. And it's like, what's better? Is it better <laughs> to have people support you or is it better for people to tell you you're never going to, like, yeah. do it? You know? I think it's good to get support, but they're just pushing a thing they didn't really... And I that's mean, you can't bad, really too, know. right? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, play piano, play piano, and then you hate piano, right? Yeah, like, right. You know, it's like... It's 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 a weird balance of how like I would the thing about like being a parent is like I would have no idea how to do that like how what do you tell your kid like just let them do their own thing right let but, them figure it out but is that good too I don't know you know what I mean I, I yeah well I, I think the thing is is you never know yeah I mean you really mm -hmm. don't I mean it sounds like either either choice that you're coming up short in one end or the other yeah you know um, I think the, the good thing. And, you know, I mean, we'll get into this later, but how we're sort of, especially like all of us, we're, we're trying to, we understand the climate now, what it looks like and, and how college may not necessarily be the best choice or, um, like, like Seth, you have said to this in the past, you know, if you knew what you knew now, you would have done college a little bit differently. In oh, fact, yeah. you would have strategically chose certain schools and definitely. lived in certain areas to save money to do college, you know. Definitely. To do it a little bit more, yeah, you know. definitely. A put you in more, a better situation. Yeah, a little more economically, a little more, right. like, rather than just jumping all in. Like, yeah. if, I was in a, if I was a parent now and we are still in the same situation as college is now or when we were in college, I would be like, you're going to community college your first two years and you're Definitely. gonna get all your requirements and then if you wanna then when you're ready to take your core classes or whatever go to a school you wanna go to because you'll save friggin 30, 40 grand Thousands alone you know yeah. just doing yeah. that and you just yeah. you gotta do your research too to make sure right. that all your credits are gonna transfer yeah, that course. kind of stuff I mean there is a little bit of thought that goes into it but right. generally yeah you wanna try and avoid like do your do your first stuff at a local community college that you can commute to. Or a to. cheap college or whatever yeah. if you don't have a scholarship. You know? Exactly. So I can see your first, you were pushed. It was like if you went to trade school, you didn't want to do that. You wanted to go to college. So that's kind of where you made the split right there. Right, mm -hmm. in right. eighth grade. Right, by going eighth grade. To a okay. normal school, by going to... I don't know. What do you call that? Academic high school. The, academic That's high school. That's what motivated yeah. you. You didn't yeah. want to go to trade school. You wanted to yeah. you wanted to be more Originally, successful. Right. That, that makes sense. So you're influenced by kind of what's going on around you. The social and like the most of my friends too were going to that school. Yeah. So, so like you even wanted if you to didn't be with know, your friends. You'd rather just just go with your yeah. friends. Yeah. And yeah. You don't want to be left keep, out. Yeah. You know, you'll yeah. figure shit out. You know. You still have four or five more years before you're gonna figure that shit out. So my whole thing was. Um, 
I was in eighth grade in Arizona. I graduated eighth grade, and then um, I, in that summer, I moved back to the East Coast and got set up with um, uh, Lemonster High School. Yeah. And when sort of getting enrolled into the school, um, they were kind of setting up my first year classes, and I, it was like one of the guidance counselors or something. They were saying that you know trade the trade orientation was almost like a requirement. Um, and I, and I thought in my head, I was like, Oh, you know, I, I always kind of heard that, you know, trade was like that stigma. Like, yeah. Oh, it's like, they right. call you a trade rat and everything. Yeah, like, like, I don't want to do that. There like, wasn't a positive spin on it. Let's just say that, not, which right? is sad, which is, yeah, it's yeah. fucked. So See, and I, I had a different opinion. My dad told me trade schools were great. You know, <laughs> you know what? It was a smart one. Yeah, yeah. He used to talk about the Votech in Lowell because I, I grew up in New Hampshire eventually. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he used to say, yeah, the trade schools are great. And I was like, yeah, I wish I went to a trade school because then I'd have the skill and I'd get a job right out of school, you know? So yeah. it's yeah. interesting hearing the other side of that. You yeah. Know? Mm. And, and, you know, I, I told the guidance counselor, I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll, I'll, do the the orientation but after that i'm done i ain't doing no trades i get my fucking hands dirty <laughs> <laughs> i want to work on a computer yeah yeah, yeah. Well, even the computers were kind of a trade right or no some of them some of yeah. them like drafting yeah. you know yeah definitely exactly. drafting yeah yeah. Um, but yeah but then i mean eventually you know we'll further that along and i i did end up taking a trade but uh <laughs> but yeah seth let's hear your side yeah i mean i was um Basically. I, yeah, I went to Lemister High as well. And Is that how so, you guys met? No, we, we met... Um, you we, didn't meet in high school? No, no Southeast wow. Elementary. We've known each other since we were 10. Oh, so you moved to Arizona. You lived here and then moved there. Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah well, there'll be a whole other podcast oh, on okay. that. Oh, okay. But, um, so, yeah, so I went to Lemister High, and um, I did that orientation that, that Justin was talking about where they... Um, they take you through, so I'll back up a little bit again. So at Lemonster High, they're both an academic and a vocational high school put into one. So you can, you can, there's two different paths you can take. You can go straight academic and then you have some electives and stuff. And some, you can take some electives that were like, that dipped into the trade school, or you could go, um, you know, straight um, trade. And then you would take like your academic classes like in the academic high school so you kind of could get the best of both worlds right. you know you get the academic teachers and you get the um the trade teachers so that first year of the high school you take an elective that um lets you spend what was it four or five days in each trade i think yeah it was right? basically like so a shadow half yeah half yeah. the school year was you rotating one week through all the trades yep yep so that was like and what were the trades um, let's see this, if we can remember all there of them. There was, but, I mean, there was fab. nursing, there was electrical, like all your standard, like carpentry, HVAC, plumbing, metalwork, electronics, uh, auto body, auto yeah. body, machine shop. Yeah. That sounds so useful to me though. Yeah. You know? yeah. I know. And that's, I think they should have, every high school should be incorporated with that because it gives kids more options. Yeah. Instead of like keeping them like, oh, I'm either going, especially with the academic way. It's like you either go to college or you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or, or because you, what? Or the, or you have a college, a high but, school degree, and then you in, go out. Even with in no college, training. you're not going to learn HVAC. You're going to learn no. like social studies yeah. or something. Well, I don't know. What whatever saying. they when teach, you, like when you get when you get stuck on just 
academics and no trades you don't have the option to go to trades Mm -hmm. so having that school with both options yeah is a great opportunity for a kid to choose you know definitely very fortunate to have attended that and and have those experiences you know i mean i had the option of picking it but i fucking had the option of picking it i wasn't (laughs) i wasn't able to try both of them out yeah in in that situation they probably should have set something up where they gave you like a tour of the trade school. They did. So you they can, gave us one fucking day. Yeah, but that's one day. You can't see all that <laughs> stuff in one day. Like that one week in each trade was really useful. Like we all did a project in each one of those classes. Yep. So like in, in, in woodworking, we made a chair. In um, uh, in HVAC, we, we soldered a bunch of pipes together and pressure tested them, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that led you into wanting to go to college? Or? Well, at this point, I didn't know. Like, I had always been told, like, from at least from what I can remember, that, like, all right, the path is you go to high school, then you go to college. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really, I didn't know what I wanted to do in college at that point, but I wanted to try out the trade thing and see um, see how that went. So I, the trade that I ended up picking was electronics, which is, like, circuit theory that kind of stuff and then also like what what got me into it was <clears throat> going back to like the back to the future <laughs> thing like you're soldering components together and seeing how all that works and like you're making something seeing lights light up yeah it sounds and, cool and all that yeah. Kind of, yeah you're like oh man this is neat yeah. like i'm doing i'm I'm a, I'm a scientist making yeah, gadgets yeah. you know <laughs> that's awesome yep yeah i mean that and that's how it's that's what started like pushing me in that direction anyway. and, and you also wanted to go to college because of the trade thing it- no, no, I, 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 I took the trade, and I, I, I ended up going into machine shop, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Was just, just, I mean, it, it was great. It was a great experience. But even then, I still knew, like, I was going in the military. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so, so you were convinced right away. So that's so your childhood <laughs> passion was still still true to this day. Like you were still following that path. Correct, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. And and you uh because of the way the trade schools split. were split, your motivation was more because you didn't want to end up there so you wanted to go to college you were you kind of like were still discovering was, when you, yeah you know, still yeah. working at, like i knew i was yeah. i knew i was going to college because that's what i was always told like you go to high school and you go to college i just didn't know yet what i was going to go to college for um and then the way that i kind of got to that path was after doing electronics for a couple of years so i ended up staying after i um, so the way that that thing worked is you would pick a trade and then for the rest of your freshman year, you would you would stay in that trade and work on projects and things. And then at the end of that year, you could make a decision. Do I want to go into academics full time or do I want to go into the trade full time? When you go on the trade full time, you end up doing like, is it sophomore year? You do a, a half a day in trade and yep. half a day in academics. Yep. And then your junior and senior years, you do have one week academic one week trade and you bounce back and forth wow they did yeah. not have anything like this in new hampshire <laughs> yeah no this was pretty crazy um and but with electronics it was a little bit different we did that half a day electronics and then half a day academic sophomore junior and senior year and the reasoning behind that was because with electronics and circuit theory they felt that you needed to take more advanced math classes and science classes which weren't available if you did that a week b week schedule that they had with trade and academics damn dude yeah, yeah it sounds yeah. like you were taking advantage of every opportunity you had though 
Like, yeah, yeah, which is right. awesome. Because yeah. to be that young and to like know to do that or have the motivation, I think that's crazy. Because I, I was like complete opposite. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to do anything. Like yeah. I, I thought school was dumb. You know. Yeah. So I know. I think that's awesome, man. So your your dad was pressuring you into taking a trade. <laughs> Well, we didn't have the option, so he always used to complain, like, I don't get why in New Hampshire there's no trade schools. He's okay. like, that's kind of messed up. He's like, and I didn't understand that he used to talk about the vote tech, because my dad's from Lowell. He's like Lowell pride to the day he dies, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. if you know anything about Lowell people, they have that hardcore community thing. It's, it's sure. crazy. And uh, yeah, he, he talked it up a lot, and he's like, I don't get why they don't teach you trades up here, like, because that's useful, because his, his brother was an electrician, and he started his own company. He was making tons of money, so... It was like, yeah, you learn a skill. You know, if you if you go to like, no, well, first of all, neither of my parents went to college, and my mom was probably upset I said this, but she dropped out of school in ninth grade, which I didn't actually learn until a couple, uh, maybe like a year or two ago. Oh shit! Oh, Jesus. And she she did always say to me one thing: when you're 16 years old, you have to have a job, and as long as you live in this house, you have to be in school. So like, I think she learned that uh, at least graduating high school is important. And she, like, so I believe that, like, okay, yeah, you know, you have to work. Everybody works when they're 16, and you have to finish high school. Like, I, I even though I hated it, but. I mean, that's, it was assumed. I mean, basically, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know, because like, you, your parents are, like, God, right? You know, it's yeah. like, you believe they know everything, and, <laughs> right. and everything yep. that's going on. But uh, I was I was more like you, Hambo, and I, I had that five-year-old, you know, Michael Jackson. I, I yeah. This guy's awesome, you know, like, when I was a kid, and I'm going to be in a band, and that's it. Like, I don't, I don't care. School's dumb. I started a band in uh, junior high. It never went anywhere. What was it called? Uh, oh, man. Good question. I don't even think we had a name, actually. Uh, it was just, like, me and two other people. And that's back, like, we were trying to do, like, Nirvana covers and things like that. that was gr- yeah, the grunge, whole grunge Yeah, grunge age. era and all that. It, it never went anywhere. Um, I got into high school. I started a band called Open Zero. And uh, that was based on, like, you know, guitar tab when you see the zero. And yeah. it's, like, it's an open string. So that's right. uh, we came up with that. And again, like tried, tried, never could play a show. Like that was like playing a show to me was like impossible. Six, was like the success. Part. Yeah, if you played a show, you made it <laughs> in my mind because it was so hard. I don't know why, but getting a show was so hard because back then we didn't have like all the recording stuff. You had to record everything on like a like a analog tape, you know. Yeah. And you like mess it up, and then like the sound. You had like one mic in the bass, and it sounded like you know. So all that stuff, and I, I was doing that, and. Uh, just you know I'm like that's it man like I'm just gonna work some shitty job when I get out and I'm just gonna wait till my band takes off like and uh, interesting uh, we were talking earlier before we got on here Mm. uh, Seth was saying about like you really should have no plan B if you want to believe in something and knowing what I know now like you he's right because Mm. I was like all right, but what if this doesn't work out you know and and I think as soon as I started thinking that way it, it started taking my motivation off of that and um in New Hampshire, uh, you get to take a bunch of electives. I was kind of lucky. So when you guys had trades, I get to take like pottery, you know, or like <laughs> stupid, cool. stupid stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. So I took a photography right. class and in order to take this class, I had to buy a camera and all this stuff, which I, you know, I didn't have any money for. And all like a crap. DSLR? Yeah. Like an old school manual, like whatever. I went to service. Mer- I don't even know if you guys know what service merchandise is. It, it went out of business. But I, bought I, I this. remember it, but I yeah. I don't think I ever shopped there when I like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was, I bought a, 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 it was basically a, if you know anything about Pintex, Pintex is like probably the cheapest camera you can buy. It was a, um, a, a spinoff product called, uh, 
Vivitar or something, which is even like, cheaper. <laughs> Think of it as like what is it like? Uh, PV had uh, didn't they have a, 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 like a another product they made that was even cheaper than them? Or even like um, Fender has Squire. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or the or the uh, the Gibson Epiphone. You Ep- know, what Ep- I mean? right, Epiphone. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah it was yeah. like that for a camera, basically. And I, I seriously is like the band, you know, whatever. And I had to take this stupid class. And I'm telling you, dude, I had F's in like every class almost. I had D's. I, I didn't care. I thought school was stupid. I wasn't going to college. My band was going to make it. <laughs> my, uh, my buddy, uh, I met this kid from Canada and he, uh, his dad was a foreman on an ironworking site and he dropped out of school and he was making $40 an hour. Damn. Doing, but ironworking, okay, and that's I, tough stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he was telling me friends are dying and stuff. I was like, whatever, dude, forty dollars an hour. That's what I'm doing when I get out of school. Yeah. <laughs> which it was just so stupid. But um, I took this photography class, and it was like, whoa, this is really cool. Like, you know, like, I I don't know what it was about it. It was like being in the dark room and like taking pictures and trying to figure it out. And then you go develop it. And it's like, did it come out or didn't? It? Like, I was like, wow, this is really cool. Like. I, and, and all summer I was taking pictures and I remember my buddy's, uh, my best friend at the time's dad was like, you seem to have an eye for this stuff. You know, he's like, are, are you going to school for this or something? And I was like, I never even had thought about it at that point in my right, life. Yeah. And it, just, it, it was something that clicked. I was like, maybe I should go to school for this. You know, <laughs> that, that's kind of where I was like started thinking like, oh, maybe I should go to college. I don't, I don't know. Like, what about my band? <laughs> <laughs> But but that's that's kind of where I was. So like where where I was leading to to maybe go to college is based yeah. on that stuff. But. Yeah. So next steps. Yeah, right? I didn't yeah. know what the fuck I was gonna do. I even in high school, I was like, I was like, all right. And then like I didn't even start thinking about it. I just knew what I was interested in, but I didn't really even start thinking about it until people started asking me. Yeah. Like I think senior year is when you start going to like your guidance counselor and getting all your shit together where you're applying to schools. Yeah. And then they actually start asking you like, well, what do you want to do? Because whatever you want to do depends on what school you want to go to because these schools focus on these subjects. Yep. And at that point I was like, I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> I wasn't really interested in anything at that point. And like my biggest influences was probably just my older brother who went he like was working in the oil business in Texas. <laughs> and I mean, I liked oil rigger. He was Wait, doing like a roughneck. Like, like, no, no, he was doing like, um, he worked for like the big oil companies and like, he had like a earth science background, but he kind of figured out how to get into the system. And he was just doing like, uh, I'm not really sure what he did, but he was, he was in like the project management okay. type stuff, and that's yeah. what he does now. How much, how much older is he? He's than you? ten years older than me. Oh, okay. So he had some time to get so his career. So he was already together. out of yeah. school. So and he knew he, you know, he graduated college and he got out of college and went through all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of like, probably like two or three years into work out of college. So he like knew what was going on. Okay. So he was kind of like my biggest influence, and he like he was giving me the most guidance. But the only thing that really differed was just our interest. Like he went down this road and I was kind of the total opposite of what he, I was I was always into earth science and that's what I ended up majoring in is earth science and geology. Um, but he was like, I always thought I was against him because he was like oil and big business. And I was like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> fucking ruin the, man. I want to yeah. help it. Yeah. So like I wanted to stay in his field of energy. So I was originally going 
going for like algae based oil like biofuels mm-hmm. and then like obviously my school didn't fucking do that shit so like I, I could have went down the biology route or I could have just stayed to earth science which I ended up staying and then I ended up doing computer mapping it, this is still in high school but or no, is this no, college this is in high, this, yeah that's in college so I skipped a beat but in high school yeah I didn't know any I didn't know I was just going doing what everyone told me to do I just took my regular classes I did electives that were fun I just took gym class and hang out with my friends and drank beers so knowing what your brother did and kind of having a general idea you know of what Indiana Jones did and Mm -hmm, sort of mm -hmm. how how did that sort of land you to decide which which college go to so I knew I wasn't I didn't want to like go out of state I knew Mm -hmm. I wanted to stay in state so I just applied to I know I knew I was broke too, so I just applied to the cheapest colleges around here, and then, you know, I applied to Quinsig, I applied to the Mount Mount yep. Wachusett, Fitchburg State, and I applied to Amherst, UMass Amherst, and then I ended up just choosing. You know, I got accepted. I ended up just choosing Fitchburg State. Was that because of their geology? No, you know, okay, it was just you, more local. Not at all. It was local. I got a scholarship there. Okay, so everything kind of worked out. Uh, mm-hmm. My mom went. My mom was an alumni there. Uh, she for nursing, yeah. so I was like, "All right, I'll just go to you know, keep it in the family." You know, <laughs> it was a close commute family too. Discount. Yeah, and it was cheap, and they they paid my tuition. They paid they paid some other stuff. Who paid the tuition? Uh, I had a scholarship. Oh wow! Yeah, that's awesome, man. I didn't get a full boat. Yeah, not for, at all for academics. I didn't get a full boat. Well. well some yeah, of it for, anyway. yeah, yeah. yeah my yeah, tuition yeah, yeah. was all paid and yeah all that. that's yeah. awesome well you weren't playing ball <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't balling <laughs> um, but we ended up yeah so then I went there I mean there was a couple good high school teachers that had some influence on me like my environmental science teacher when I was a senior was like the coolest dude I knew in high school I was like dude I'm gonna go environmental science for sure yeah yeah you know but other than that, I just knew environmental science field something in there. Mm-hmm. And Fitchburg State didn't really have a good a good program, but we we were allowed to make our own stuff, mm. which is and cool. This is you're going for a four year degree. Yeah, four year degree, bachelor's, BS. And did you finish? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. <clears throat> there, I know it's probably more to it. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're yeah. real close. Though, yeah, right? I need yeah. Uh, <laughs> like three credits shy or six credits. I need two classes. Oh Wait, God. is this recently that you? No, no, oh, okay. no, no. no. Okay. <laughs> I got offered a good job All right. before I graduated, so I was like, "Fuck this!" And I left. Smart move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which I yeah, did. The, the interesting thing is, is you know, going back to that whole trade thing. Um, you know, when when you were doing that that A B week where you would spend one full week in trade, then one full week in academics, um, one of the cool options that the Lemonster CTE the trade school had uh, was doing a co op. Was it a co op? Is that what yeah. it was? was, yep. was it, that was yeah, what it co-op. was called. Okay. Yep. And um, w- the cool thing about it was is um, if you were. Uh, a good enough student you could apply to, for this co-op and you could actually get a job full time so instead of spending out your, of high school during high school yeah. so wow. in, instead yeah. of spending that a week the whole week in your trade shop you'd actually go work for somebody wow. in that trade that's huge man yeah, yeah. At, at that time of your life right like, wow yeah, so I actually ended up getting a job at uh, Nipro Mold in Clinton. Yeah, hell yeah, I worked there too. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, 
<laughs> it what was. Did you, what did you do there? <laughs> it, it, it was interesting because they had just bought this brand new state of the art facility. They were moving everything out from their old facility, and um, you know it, they. I, it wasn't you know, what you thought, right? No, God, no. You thought it was like the sweet robotics thing, or plastic. Um, I mean. It, they they were an injection molding plastics sort of company, um, but it, it almost seemed like they were they used it as an opportunity to get some you know free labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that's usually what they do. Yeah. So I was in there. I wasn't really doing the first, you know, maybe the first six to eight months. I was really just like moving equipment, um, painting. Wow. Uh, you know, just really like. Are you getting paid? Yeah, I was getting paid, oh, okay. you know, which was great. Yeah. Um, you know, I bought my first car on that paycheck and wow. things like that. Um, but, you know, after a while, they, they, you know, they were able to, you know, get me into some of the work where I was just cutting graphite and making electrodes for the ejection molding, um, you know. That sounds like things a, like that. A kind of like a rite of passage where you could do the grunt work and you work your way yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, and that's yeah. pretty common in most companies. Yeah. But Dude, at that place... I did this thing every... I hated college so much I wanted to drop out like every semester. It was such a chore for me. But I did this thing with another friend of mine. Every summer we would work at the shittiest place we could find all summer and just suffer through it to motivate us to graduate at college. <laughs> oh my God. And Nipro was one of them. We I worked, respect that. <laughs> we worked, me and my buddy worked at night shift at Nipro making diabetic... Um, plastic testers all fucking night and we would sit this little white table and look at each other we'd always fight over which chair to pick because one guy had to look at the clock the whole time the other guy could look at the other wall without the clock and i always get stuck looking at the clock (laughs) all all night we would grab these six little pieces and put them in these slots and then hammer them down in this machine and we'd clip them basically clipping two pieces of plastic together and then you throw them in the thing all night assembly line bullshit the the back half of that company the back half the night pro and um was all assembly and yeah. sort of very like you know um kind of like that where yeah. it was just like we had to dress up in like friggin <laughs> like a gown and like a hair. clean yeah, clean, clean, oh, suit. clean room yeah, yeah. 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 All medical supplies yep. yeah yeah you have to wear those like uh, no, special dude. things on your shoes, so, yep, you know, like booties. shock stuff. <laughs> dude, yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. motivated you to stay in school though by working that job. Yeah. I agree with that. I also did a job in high school. Uh, it was right at, after high school, so we were in college. But another summer, me and a friend, we worked at this place we called Hell, but it was a book company. <laughs> It was basically yeah. hell because it was, a, it was this place in you know, flames and yeah. stuff. People getting tortured. Have you heard of it? It was this old ass brick building, and you'd go down to the basement. This is where all the stuff was, and it was like two hundred degrees. It wasn't that hot? Obviously, it'd be melting your skin. But it was like a hundred degrees down there. It was wicked hot, and our whole day was we would take. We'd fucking cut the covers off of books in the stems, take them off, and put new covers on them and glue them in all day. And it, it was like me and a bunch of So that was some kind of weird counterfeit bookshop you were working <laughs> yeah, at? Kind of. Like sometimes we would like, you'd cut the spines out and you'd, you'd see the book, you'd take it off and then you put a new cover and then the new cover would have like a new art author and publisher on it. And you're like, what the fuck? I'm like, how is wow. there a new author now? That's like, some pretty shady shit going all, on there. All day. 
But wow. that sounds awful. That was a yeah. terrible job too, but it wasn't as bad as Nitro. <laughs> because at least it was fun. People we could like talk to each I, other. I like and this. Like, we're getting into like the in between area when yeah. you get out of high school. Like yeah, that but weird. That was another job yeah. that like motivated me to mm. stay in college. One of my friends had a loophole. I won't say the company, but we made books. And we had books. It was a books company. We made the, make the books there. We glue the spines in, the covers and stuff. But we did have college books. And one of my friends was smart enough to figure out to friggin' every week he'd take a couple medical books and sell them online and make a killing. Wow. Like 250 bucks smart, a book. Smart, man. So wow. he was making like an extra like 1,200 bucks a week. And technically he wasn't stealing it because our foreman was like, hey, you guys are in college. If you see a book it's, that you guys need, just grab it, you know? Because we had pallets of them. Well, so he's yeah, like, oh, I go. actually need an anatomy book, and I need a nutrition book, <laughs> yeah. and I need this book. <laughs> yeah, and then he would sell it online yeah. and make a bunch that of money. That is a loophole right yeah. there. I didn't find yeah. that out until like the day we quit. It was like the best day of my life. <laughs> so, you, so this is you almost almost finishing school. This was like sophomore year in college, because these are the summers of college. Mm. After we get out, we go and get a shitty ass job for the summer mm. and suffer through it. So you, you almost made it. You, you ended up going to college. No, you went no, to the military. Army. No, military. so. Uh, leading up, so while, while Seth was sort of, you know, figuring out where, what colleges he was attending, you know, taking the SATs and all that stuff, I never took the SATs. Never took them. I was like, nope, going to the military, nothing matters, doesn't matter. Yep, I get um, that mindset. <laughs> that's, you know, so Which was, is smart, though, right? Yeah, like, well, I, I don't, I know I'm not going to need the SATs. Why do I get to take mm, them? Yeah. Mm. It costs money to do it. It takes a lot of time. Save, you have to, save you know, save yeah. stress, unnecessary stress. Exactly. Um, so, and then that was it. Graduated um, in May. Signed up? Uh, I signed up. Uh, you were able to sign up a year prior. Wow, man. At 17. You pre-ordered the military? I pre-ordered the military. <laughs> <laughs> so did you? Oh, yeah. I'm going to get the bundle. I know, seriously. Yeah, right? You get, you get only- a gun and everything. Yeah, it's awesome. There's only like a few crazy kids in my high school that were like, oh, 17, I'm going. And I'm like, I'm I do like, some bro. kids like that. Yeah. Well, well th- think about it. Think about what was going on. I mean, we graduated in 2005. Yep. Okay. Uh, 2001, it was the the 9/11. Twin Towers, 9 11. <laughs> it was the the start, the invasion of the Afghan war, uh, mm-hmm. Operation Enduring Freedom. And then in 2003, it was our initial invasion into Iraq. Um, so all the news channels, everything. I mean, I remember being in high school in biology class freshman year when, um, when the first tower was hit. And then, like, you could just feel the air. The, just, just everybody yeah. was just in horror. And they'd, we'd, we'd get in the classrooms, they'd put on the TVs, those old tube TVs hanging mm-hmm. out in the corner of the classroom. And then, you know, obviously the, the next plane hits. And then it was just like, like fucking devastation, man. Dude, I, I was so senior year that happened to me, and I just had to sign up for selective service. And I was shitting my pants. Yeah, you, like, you were fuck. running towards it, and I was like, fuck, I hope That's I don't That's what I'm saying. That's drafted. crazy, dude. You fucking were all about it, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, well, I, I, it didn't, the, the part of it was the, I mean, I wasn't very mature. I was in high school. I was young. You know, I, I saw it as a, as a, a way of like, for some reason, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, war, it'll be so much fun. It's great. Like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, you I know, get that. And, you know, it turns, out it's, it turns out it's fucking horrifying and, and not, 
<laughs> not a good thing. So you're um, saying you had a bad time? <laughs> it wasn't it was, as fun as you thought. It was my be. best worst experience ever. <laughs> um, Are you guys gonna have a podcast about that kind of stuff? God, Jesus! I, I don't know. Oh, I don't know if yeah, no, it's a little no, graphic. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, so yeah, I was ready to go in. So your junior, my junior year, when I was 17. Um, with my, a parent's signature, you can you can sign up. You can pre-order the military <laughs> the military package. Yeah, um, and for that initial like six months to a year that you were signed up, you'd actually go and meet once a week at a recruiting station and do like PT. You'd sort of kind of get a flavor and a feel of kind of what that environment would sort of look like now did you get a benefit from that by going in six months early did they offer you some sort of the the benefit was so when you sign up for the military when you you pre-order the military when you pre-order the military (laughs) okay um you you have your initial depending on what job you go into like if your job requires a little bit of extra schooling like like aircraft mechanics or or things like that something would let a little bit more you need a little bit more knowledge and intense. Um, you may have to, you know, opt for like uh, a longer contract commitment. Um, but generally speaking, like me, I signed up for four years of active duty and then four years of inactive duty. After that? After that. Wow. So when you were 17? When I was 17. You signed up for eight years of the military and you're 17. Well, yeah. So it's four years active, four years inactive. Wow, man. So, did your mom try to talk you out of this at all, or anybody? I don't remember. I don't. Uh, um, she didn't have a choice. <laughs> she was in the West Coast, and my father. Well, I, I was living with my father at the time, and you know he was super supportive. Ham, Hambo McGee, by the way, <laughs> super <laughs> supportive. Uh, I'm sure he was, you know, shitting his pants and, and definitely worried about me um, signing up that initially, but. Um, if you go in early, so it's called the delayed entry program. If you go in early, however much time early you went in um, to when you started boot camp, they would take that time and apply it to your four years of inactive duty. Oh, okay. okay. I was going to say, if they did active duty, that'd be huge. You'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, would be, that would have been awesome. <laughs> I, know. I, was like, I was waiting for you to say, I was like, dude, this sounds like a great deal, but keep going. Inactive, okay. Yeah, so so while while Seth was taking the SATs, I had to take the ASVAB. Okay, what's um, that? So that is the that is the exam that you take when you go into the military. That it's sort of it it's a, it's almost kind of like you know test your your knowledge, your intelligence. Yeah, yep. You know, with with various problem solving skills, you know, equations, math, and the ice timed. By the way, I don't remember. No. I don't. Okay. So I it's, it's like the SAT for military. For the military, okay. and what it does is, depending on your your score, it allows you the opportunity to select a certain amount of types of jobs that you qu- qualify for, essentially. And what did you qualify for? I don't remember, and it didn't matter because I was like, I don't care what I get. Right, right. I want to be a grunt. I want infantry. We're very, uh, even though we had different career paths, me and you are very similar people. I'm learning. And it's weird because I've known you for a while, but I didn't even know until now. The don't give a fuck mentality. No, no it's just when you set your mind to something, it's yeah. like, that's it. Like, yeah. you don't yeah. fucking care. Like, you're just, that's what you're doing. Yeah, my recruiter's like, don't you want to know what you, you can, mm. if you want to do like intelligence or something? I was like, mm. no, man, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I want infantry. Put me in the field, man. I want to die. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. 
Um, and then that was that was kind of it. I mean, that was sort of my story up into the Marine Corps. And mm. then, wow, um, yeah. I mean, so that was the the end of my high school. That's kind of the path I chose. So far, what I'm learning is we all made a decision, and I'll get in mind. But like, and you guys were working towards it. It wasn't like you decided this thing and did something else. So you, yeah, you know, it, it, Seth can talk about more of his, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, so I mean, <clears throat> like we're in like middle of high school now. I'm doing the electronics trade thing. I remember very specifically um, it, being in chemistry class my my sophomore year, and uh, a teacher telling me, um, "Yeah, you you should think about being an engineer. You know, you're really good at this uh, uh, the science stuff and all that." And before that, like she said, I was like, "Engineer? What's an engineer? <laughs> like I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't I don't know." Like what engines. I was like, Do, "You want me to drive a train?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Like, I, I really didn't know like what That's an engineer really was. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know shit about engineer until you guys. Yeah, I was like, I still didn't know after college. I didn't know what an engineer was. So I mean, I, I had to look up like, oh, what is what's an engineer and what what do they do? And then when I looked up like, oh, there's electronic engineers. Like there's electrical engineers. That's a thing. So um, like I was like, oh, well, I'm in the electronics thing, and this teacher is telling me I should be an engineer. So I'll look at schools that have engineering programs. Like it was, it just all kind of fell. I just fell into it. it yeah. I feel like when I was in high school and everything, I was just, I kind of knew stuff that I liked and I gravitated towards too. But unlike you guys, I never really had this hard, like, I want to do this. It was weird. And it, it, yeah, it, it was kind of hard to to grasp that, like to figure out like, what do I want to do? And, and I've wrestled with this a lot and I, I probably even to this day yeah um, you know to to admit it but i like to i know certain things that i like for sure but if i couldn't tell you at any one point where i thought like this is definitively what i mm -hmm. want to do for the rest of my life and that was a, that was a problem that i think i i thought if i made a decision that it was finite like if I picked something, that was going to be it forever. Yep. Like same. And 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 I was, I guess I was afraid to pick something because I didn't want to be stuck. That I'm going to tell you that that is such a common thing with most people. Like I think, like I would say, not, I'm just making up a percentage, but like 90 percent of people, even my my girlfriend right now, like it's that thing of like just, just scary of like picking something, right? Yeah. Because yeah. what if that's the wrong thing? You know yep. what I mean? But that. Me and you are rare, dude, because I haven't met a lot of people like me and you. Where the people are like, that's what I'm fucking doing. Like, and we never, we don't care about anything else. And, and that's a weird thing. Like, yeah. that's not common. That didn't yeah. last. You gotta so. think, you gotta <laughs> think, feeling didn't last. Trust me. Yeah. You gotta think, too. Most people still don't know what they want to right. do. Yeah. Even doing it. Yeah. Even people were like, you know, about to retire probably are still like, yeah. you know, this isn't really what I wanted to do. This is kind of what happened. And then I had a kid and then I got married. And, and you know, I was like, yeah. I'm not going to quit my job and I'm not going to like lose the security that I and have. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I wish people promote it. I wish like parents told people like, it's okay if you don't know what you want to exactly. do. Exactly. Right? No, that's, that's a huge point. Yeah. I but, think parents did, but they did it in a way where it was kind of, um, immature let's jump back five years old what do you want to be when you grow up right that like society or whatever it is you're already instilling in somebody's mind as a kid you have to know what you want to do Some, for the there's a rest pressure of your life the rest of your life like that's insane like you should not put that kind of pressure on a kid you know but it was also a fun fantasy too 
Right. Yeah. But well, it's like it, it starts making you think like I need to know this answer. Like everyone yeah. knows this. Why don't I know this? Mm, like what's yeah. wrong with me? You know. But well, uh, you know, I mean, l- let's look at sort of the way our culture has changed since then. I mean, our our parents. I mean, for the most part, our parents and our parents' parents. I mean. They picked a path. They they got married early. They had kids early. They and then they just like James said, you 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 just sort of stick with it, and then that's it. You know, you work until you retire, and then that's it. And yeah. they they still kind of have that. Even our our parents' generation are, you know, you climb that ladder, you put the time in at that right. job, and and my mentality is the total fucking opposite. <laughs> I'm not gonna stay here for. 50 years of my life well or that 30. was a good thing back then right job security it, exactly. right right yeah and like exactly. cl- and you know prove prove your worth and spend take the time and show them but like i don't want to do the same thing for my whole life you know i bet most people they want to you know do other things and evolve and you know keep growing yeah, yeah. keep growing learning new things and you know keeping your mind active i think as society we are moving towards that now definitely yeah oh yeah i mean you look at i mean millennials yep. you know it's there's I mean, there's good and bad, you know, sort of points of view. But I mean, one thing that I do appreciate from the millennial, um, you know, millennials coming up is they're not settling. They're that they, they want to do everything. They want to travel. They want to see the world. They want to experience life a little bit more. Yeah. Um, right. And and that requires you know continually shifting perspectives and and sort of you know, shifting the momentum of where you are at in life. And by yeah. the way, e- even I and you, we are all considered millennials. That's true. Yes. 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 Yeah, I think that yeah, I'm, on, like, I'm on the like really, really end of it. It's like but 83 yeah. to two, 2000. I think it's 80. I'm in the middle. Anyone yeah. who is a teen in the 2000s, I believe. Yeah. The, yeah, exactly. There's, yeah. there's a few different definitions. Um, and then, and then there's subcategories of millennial too. Like, like we would probably all, or us, you know, me, Lucky, and, and Ham would probably fall into the. Um, there's there's a there's like subsets. Yeah, it's like a post. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because we experienced like life before the internet or some. I forget what the the, yeah. the definition is. There'll be but, a fact check on this later. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think my For life. Sure. I think my life started right when the internet yeah. started because I remember being a really young kid and some one of my friends was like, "This is Google," and I'm like, "What's Google?" He's like, "It means a th- like." A thousand, ten thousand zeros, and I'm like, oh, weird. What Google does it Plex. do? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, weird. That's weird. Mm-hmm. And I remember being on my computer, and I'm just, I'm like, what does it do? And he's like, you just type anything in, and you can see it. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? And like, I remember like being like, you know, eight years old, seven. Yeah. So I definitely grew up with the internet. But at the same time, the internet wasn't really a big thing. It was yeah. just developing. You know, it was a seed. Yeah. Now it's a giant tree, baby. <laughs> but yeah, um, true. I'm, I'm excited to get to the point where. We cross paths. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. so right around that time where I was hearing like, oh, you should be an engineer and stuff, is right around the time I actually started picking up guitar. So I, I mean, I didn't really start playing a musical instrument. Um, I had always been a, a big fan of music. Um, you know, through my father, he always. Uh, oh, you know, Mr. Easy. Yes, oh, Mr. Yeah. Easy. Love yeah. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, he he introduced me into so much great music, and um, uh, you know, he took me to a bunch of really cool concerts and stuff. Like he brought me to my first show, man. Yeah. yeah Shout dude, out to Mr. Easy. Fucking kicks ass. Man. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Pour one out for him, man. Oh, yeah. 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 Cheers to Mr. Easy. Cheers to Mr. Easy. Mr. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> 
Yes, awesome. <laughs> so um, I remember very specifically why I picked up guitar because I was um, at an ACDC concert with my dad and just watching Angus, like this 50-something-year-old dude just running around on stage playing guitar. I was like, damn, that looks fun. Yeah. Like, and I was like, all right, let me let me get one of these guitars. And then my parents bought me my first guitar, and then I didn't really know how to pick it up and start playing it. So... Uh, it, it kind of sat around for a little bit. I would kind of put my hands on it until I got lessons and, and that kind of stuff. So that's where like my path starts to, okay, I know I have to do this college thing still, but now I'm really starting to get into the guitar, especially towards the end of high school and in uh, beginning of college. Um, but And you also played sports too, though, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I, <laughs> it, yeah. If from it, what I remember, if yeah, I can man, recollect, it, yeah. I had, I had, a, I had a really weirdly diverse high school experience where I did that trade thing. Okay, so half my time was spent in trade, and half my time was spent in academics, and I was taking like AP courses, um, you know, physics and calculus and all that crazy stuff. I was learning how to play guitar, and then on top of that, I was uh, playing high school football, which was you know, pretty big football school that I went to and everything, and that it entailed like weightlifting after school every day, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I got to see, I get within like the being involved with like music and sports and academics and trade, I got to meet and see a lot of different people's experiences and learn a lot from that, rather than being in some kind of bubble of the preppy kids or the nerdy kids or the jocks like i get to see all and experience all of them basically in the social structure of high school from what i remember seth was pretty much embedded all over the place (laughs) everybody knew seth everybody liked seth i mean i mean he was the cool guy and, and he had his fingers in all the groups man yeah when he when he went to lunch he had no problem choosing a table, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seth's with us. I don't, know if That's it was, good, I don't know if it was necessarily like that. I was kind of a quiet kid in high school. Like, if anybody that I went to high school is listening to this podcast right now, they're like, that's probably the most I've ever heard Seth talk. <laughs> like, I can concur. My first run-in with you, I thought you were a very shy person. Yeah. We'll I'm, get to that. <laughs> I mean, I, I like to listen to other people and, and learn from them. I think that's one of the most important things is like, and you can learn something from everybody you come in contact with, whether or not they're a good person, a bad person, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Man. Um, so... I lost our train of thought. So you ended up so I, going to school. Yeah, I ended up going, up going to, to college for electrical engineering. Yes. So I went to UMass Lowell and, you know, followed that path. That kind of almost brings me to when I met Seth, maybe. But you can go. So you're in school and you, you don't finish, you say. No, I mean, I went to school. I did the whole college thing. Um, yeah, just kept going with it. I didn't really have much motivation there, but I mean, I stated it. I mean, my my parents were big into the military, but they never wanted me to go. Hmm. They all so my mom was in the military, my dad, you know, both their both their parents were in the military, and then all my uncles, because my brother, my dad had uh, a couple brothers that were in the military, and then my mom's every single person in my mom's family was in the military. Her three brothers, her dad, her mom, and then her. This is like being a cop or a doctor. It's like you you do this. Yeah. So you're like the first, or, or, or well, did I your brother a, go? I had, older, I had an older brother. He didn't go to the okay. military. 
I didn't go to the military, and I was thinking about it after after college, going to officer training school and all that stuff. And um, my mom was offered to she was in the she was in the Marines as a nurse, but she was like, "Don't don't go into the military." And she would she definitely didn't want me to go. Eventually, my younger brother went to the military. He went to the army, and they were all cool about it. And I was like, "Why weren't you cool about me going in? But you're cool about him going in." And they were like all proud. I was like, "What the fuck? I, I could have went in, you know?" But I was whatever. So what what happened? What how did you get so, out of school? So I went to college. I did the whole four year, four and a half. You know, I did the extra senior, super senior, super senior. Yeah, yeah. And I had like by the end of it, I had no motivation, man. I just wanted to get out and work. I was sick of being poor. I was sick of having no money. You know, um, you know. I thought I thought college. By then, I, I figured out college was a giant scam. And I'm like, why am I? Why do I keep putting money into this? Mm. I I kept seeing my student loans go up higher and higher, and I was like, oh, this sucks. And um, I was going down GIS, just computer mapping. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I think, I don't know how I got the job. I think I just started looking for jobs, like, before I finished school, trying mm-hmm. to, like, snag something. And then a company offered me a job, like, I think I was supposed to graduate in May. They offered me a job in, like, uh, I want to say January. And I was like, oh, I was like, I could take this job and I could make like, I could make a bunch of money right now, you know, and they had good opportunities. And then, you know, I was thinking about it and I was like, screw it. And I, I just left school and I just started going to it. I try to like fumble school and that job at the same time. But as soon as they gave me like pressure on like, hey man, we need you here. I was like, all right, screw it. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lose mm-hmm. my job. So was going. it doing something you're going to school? Yeah. For? So it was it was related to my school. I mean, I went for environmental science and stuff, and then it was computer mapping, and then it was ALB. It was an Asian longhorn beetle stuff I don't know for what, Worcester. I don't know what. Any so it was of that like means. a there was an invasive species of bugs out in Worcester, and uh-huh. they were killing all the trees. Oh, I thought that was like cicadas or something. No, no it was a beetle. Yeah, an uh, Asian longhorn beetle. It was a big uh, deal. Uh, Our yeah. job was basically to like map I heard about out that. all the trees. I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. So we just had to map out the trees. So we had like these little portable uh, laptop, touchscreen laptops. We just like map all the trees in Worcester, write down information. We had this huge, huge giant map. So you're like killing the bugs, or we would basically do all the data work for them, uh, do all the computer mapping for them, and then people with the USDA would come in and eradicate them. So did you like this job? Yeah, it was sweet and it was fun. And all the people that I worked with were cool, hippie, kind of like environmental science people. But? Ch- chill. <laughs> no, there was, there was nothing wrong with this I mean, job, man. Oh, you got to okay. spend a lot of time in the woods, right? I spent yeah. every day in the woods. That's so great. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a lot of friends. I had I ended up getting one of my best friends to come on. They ended up offering us a job in California, and we ended up going to California. What? You yeah. went to California? Dang, we worked dude. out in California in San Francisco, Napa Valley area for like four months. Wow. Me and like one of my best friends, and we lived in a, like, we just traveled around California this mapping. This sounds amazing. What happened? <laughs> and then, well, I mean, everything comes to an end, right? So once they got, you know, we did forest fire stuff. Once the forest fire stuff ended in California, because there's seasons, went back home. And we, we they're, they're all projects, so the ALB eradication was almost through, so the funding went out, and then they offered us other jobs. So like, well, you know, this project's over, but we have all these other projects around the yep. country you can choose. And at that time, we were like, I was like, I don't wanna 
I don't want to leave the state again. I was just gone for four months. I want to kind of like live in my bedroom. I don't want to live in a hotel room. Yeah. So we both took jobs mapping for Verizon. And that shit sucked. And I left that as soon as I could. <laughs> I, w- I think we should have started this saying what we do now for a career. Because <laughs> I think that would have been a good Tarantino. We'll get to it eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. But that's, <laughs> it's the big reveal at the yeah, end. Yeah, right? I guess so. Because I'm interested. To, I don't even know what you do now for yeah, a career. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, <laughs> where is this going? Because that sounded great. Like, like, I'm actually a professional today? WWF wrestler now. <laughs> I could tell. Yeah. yeah. I'm so buff. <laughs> It was the Austin uh, 316 tattoo on your back. Yeah. Mm. But I, I did go to college. Uh, he, he does this podcast with his shirt off. I don't know if anybody knows that. <laughs> I'm always rubbing lotion on my muscles. Like the whole time. <laughs> it smells like coconuts in here. Mm. No, but I mean, I went to school for computer mapping and environmental science. And I left school without finishing to a, de- to a job right. that had needed a degree in a sense right. with computer mapping and, and then it's science. like what's more important experience or school right but after, yeah. but yeah. after that because like the whole point of going to college was to get a job in your field yeah. right but I already got a job in my field and then once I realized that once you have a job on your resume they don't even look at your college anymore they just see that oh he already worked in this field he's got the experience he's got more experience than a college graduate Right. So we're going to hire him. And then it just started to go that direction. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I was always, I was always in my mind, like, I'm going back to school just to finish. Just my parents gave me shit for it. And my brother gave me shit for it. They're like, dude, you got to finish because, because people are going to look at that and see, oh, this guy didn't finish college, which means he can't, he's probably not a good candidate for this job. But that never happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's all bullshit. Yep. And they just saw, this guy's got two years experience computer mapping. Let's hire him over this guy who's never done it. Right. And that's what happened. Which makes sense. Yeah. And that's why I was so pissed going into school because everybody told me, you know, you need to go to college to get a jo- good job. And you need, you need to do this. You need to get the degree to get this job. And it's like... Dude, jobs don't care if you have a degree after a couple of years. They just care how good you are at your job and if you're a normal friggin' person. Yeah. Can you talk to people normal? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to, like, swallow some... To some, some extent. To some know? extent. Because I, I feel like a lot of things now are, like, computer-generated where it they'll they'll crawl your resume. Yep. Yeah. And if you don't have bachelor degree on there, gone. Exactly. Yeah. You know, which yeah. you could lie about, obviously. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah totally. Are they going to look it up? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are they? No. Yeah. yeah. You could totally lie about it, but I don't I think they'd rather call an old boss over your, the dean of your college. Yeah. When yeah. your dean's like, "Who is this guy? Let me look him up on the computer." Yeah, it says he graduated in 2012. I, not that uh not that I've gotten this far, but there was a point where someone said, "Hey, um can you either uh, fax me a copy of your diploma or can I call your prior uh, work to prove that you know how to do this? That was the options. And I was like, yeah, call the last place right, I work at. Yeah. And it was like, what? How is that even like the scale right there? Yeah, Should I, I have both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know? yeah right. and, then, and they called, yeah, okay. I talked to them. They said, you work there. You're good to go. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. what, you know, like, which is ridiculous to me, but, but yeah. So I, I totally agree with that. So when you after you sort of took those photography classes and you were kind of like oh shit you know i can, yeah. i got a good eye for this. this is kind of fun exciting like 
I want to pursue this. Yeah. You know, when did you, when did you really know? And then what did you do afterwards? So I, uh, yeah, it was like the summer before my senior year, I think. And I, and I took this class and I'm telling you, man, I had D's in like all my classes. I had a 1.7 GPA in high school. What about that photography class? What was so, it? So I don't know what it was, but like something about being in like the dark room with the the ambient light and there was like they always had a radio in there like playing some I, it was like wish or something some <laughs> so, you know it was playing like uh, matchbox 20 or something yeah. but like the yeah. music just fit right you know and it wasn't actually taking the pictures i liked it was like the process of developing and and it's interesting where i am now like looking back on these things kind of makes sense of what i do now because it's things i didn't realize then like right. what i actually liked like i like the process but you mm -hmm. don't know this stuff so i'm like i like being in there i like like the the mystery of like i took a picture is it going to come out right and you know you have the stop bath and all these things and developing and i don't know it was like something about that and so i started thinking like you know, I, I want to do music, but I was like, I, I need this backup. And uh, I'm like, well, well, you know, what should I do? Should it, you know, and all this stuff. And I uh, started talking to like a photography teacher of mine and she's like, well, you really don't have the grades to like go to college. And I was like, well, I never really thought about that. And she's like, yeah, like, no, like, because I'm telling you, I had like 1.7 GPA. She's like, no college is going to take you like right. at all. So it, it, it like a light went off like holy shit like if i want to go to college for photography i have to actually give a shit about school and like actually try and i'm telling you man i went from a like getting d's to like honor roll this senior year like i went in and i was like this is what i want to do i want i want to do photography you know like so i i busted my ass in every class and like i had to like double load stuff and and it wasn't that i was dumb like because i never had to do summer school like, I just, like, I could do just enough to get by. And, and that was something I didn't understand either is that, like, you you could be intelligent, but it was different. Like, I was intelligent enough to understand school in a way that, like, I knew I could pass it by doing the bare-ass minimum, you know. But right. but I, I had, because I had no motivation and no one telling me that college was important or anything like that, like, I, I didn't care. But as soon as I was like had this spark of something like photography, I was like, all right, I'm gonna start doing good. So I did. I started getting A's and B's in all my classes, and I was like, oh wait a second, I'm not dumb. I just like never cared, <laughs> and um, that was the thing though that was disappointing though because so I'm like, all right, I decided I'm gonna do photography, and I was still kind of doing the band stuff like here and there, but I was like, this is I'm gonna focus on this right now. So I uh, I started applying like to all these photography schools like Santa Barbara. There was one. There was one in Turner Falls, Mass, uh, called Hallmark. Yep. Which I'm glad I didn't go to because they had a big like embezzling thing and all this crap. <laughs> oh, but anyways, um, so I, I get I get accepted, you know, and all this stuff like that. But uh, it, you know, my parents are poor, and uh, it, it was just weird thing. I couldn't get financial aid. I went out there. And, uh, you know, I'm talking to them. And I'm, like, excited. I'm, like, you know, I'm visiting, like, the dorms. And it's, like, it was stupid. It was a 10-month program. It was, like, $50,000. Oh. Stu so stupid. But I'm a kid. And I don't know. I'm, like, I want to go to school. And, like, all right, I'm going to do this. I, I couldn't get funding. It was, like, a hardcore slap in the face. Like, no. This isn't happening. You're not going to college. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, it made me have a very... Uh, bad taste about college it was like this is bullshit like i you know i tried really hard i, I worked hard i got good grades and i got nothing so 
I'm thinking, I'm looking at it like this sucks. And so, but what I'm like, you know what? Like, you, you want to be in the military? No. I'm being a fucking photographer, you know? Like, I don't care. So I start calling all these random... Dude, I was calling random people. I didn't even know. Uh, my photography teacher knew, like, this guy that used to be a student, and he does photography or something, but she didn't really know him that well. I literally cold-called him, and I was like, hey, dude, what's up? My name's, like, Lucky. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> like, that doesn't sound sketchy. So he... I was like, yeah, dude, I don't know. Can I, like, intern? I was like, I just really want to learn. Like, I don't know what to do. I, I tried to go to college, but they told me I couldn't go because, like, I didn't have money. And he, and he was like, dude, I wish I could help you and all this stuff. And then he gave me the name of this other dude. And he's like, hey, uh, you know, check this guy out. So I call this guy. And I'm like, hey, I don't know anything about anything, but I just want to learn this. Can I come in? I'll work for free. I'll make you coffee, whatever. They're like, send us a resume. Send us a resume. And, dude, I did this for weeks. And, uh... Eventually, I like I graduate and I'm like I don't have a job or anything like that. Uh, I got a um, I applied at Mark Lawrence, which is a a, a portrait studio place, out of out of like high school, and I applied as an intern. And they're like, yeah, we want we'll hire you for the summer. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, want me to work forty hours a week? I was like, dude, I can't work forty hours a week for free. They're like, no, we'll pay seven dollars an hour. I was like, seven dollars an hour. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I started doing that over the summer, and I was like working there. And then I got into this commercial photography place and I started working there for free and then I had no money. I got let go from Mark Lawrence because they were a, um, it was just a seasonal thing. Right, yeah. So I'm like, I have no money and I bought a car because I'm an idiot and I was a kid, <laughs> I bought this car. So I ended up working at Walmart third shift. So I'd work from, I think it was like 10 o'clock, 6.30 in the morning and then I'd work 9 a.m. to 5 o'clock. 40 hours a week at the other place. So I was sleeping two hours a day. My God. Yeah, it was, it was stupid, dude. And I ended up crashing my car and like, cause I, I was so tired and it was, <laughs> it was, it was insane. But like, so I was getting upset though, because I was like, shit, man, like I want to be a musician. What am I doing? Wasting all this time, you know, doing all this stuff. So eventually I started making money, um, doing the photography. The guy hired me, but I was making $75 a day, which is like such bullshit. And I wasn't on payroll. So I had to like pay taxes. I didn't know anything I was doing. I decided to put a flyer up, uh, saying I'm a singer, which is kind of douchey, but whatever. <laughs> I put on daddy's junkie music and, uh, this guy, uh, uh, can I say his name? Uh, Andrew Turner? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he calls me up. Uh, was in this band called The Serenade Surrender, and, and that's actually how I met this guy over here, Seth. Like, yeah. Uh, which is a whole other thing. And I remember when I met Seth, so he was 19, and he was in going to school for UMass Amherst. UMass Lowell. Uh, UMass Lowell, that's yep. right. And he was going for electrical engineering, so I was like, dude, this kid's fucking smart. Because, <laughs> dude, I was so dumb. I was like, I couldn't even fathom what electrical engineering was like it just blew my mind and i remember saying like dude i'm in this to win it and him being like i don't really know like whatever but dude he totally like i think in like months he changed i could dude i could see it in you yeah. you're like no i want to do music now like I, I could see it in him like he got getting like fired up about it like and, and that was awesome and I don't know if you want to take it from there. Yeah, that's I mean, that, no, that, that's a that's a good segue. Um, yeah, man, I, I music was always a hobby for me when I when I started playing, and then I was playing in band. I was first I started jamming with friends, like just doing cover songs and stuff, trying to play Metallica tunes or whatever, and then. Um, eventually, um, you know, Andrew Turner, he uh, he was he had started a band with a couple other my friends, and they needed a bassist. And I was, was this like, 12th Legion? 
Yeah, this was the band that would become the Serenade Surrender. Okay. So um, they 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 needed a bassist, and I was like, well, I don't have a bass, but I play guitar, so I can kind of play bass. And they had a bass that I could use, so I just started doing that, started jamming with those guys. And then eventually I bought a bass and, and a rig, and I was playing bass with them. And then fast forward, I ended up playing guitar for them, and then that's when... Um, you know, Lucky came into the picture as as the singer, and then we really formed that band that was the Serenade Surrender, at least that iteration of it. And we played a bunch of shows, but I seriously wasn't thinking about it like seriously until like I I saw the fire in Lucky's eyes, like all the stuff that he'd been through with other bands and everything, and he was like, "Oh yeah, like I'm I want to do this. I want to like you know tour and, and make some money off of this or or whatever. Just do it." And I was like holy crap, that's an option? Like, we could do that? <laughs> like, I always said, in it to win it. Yeah, was like the then, thing, yeah. yeah, he just lit a fire into me, man, and I just started playing more, practicing more, figuring out how to write songs, all that stuff, you know? It was, uh, I and I had been in other bands, but I gotta say that the Serenade Surrender, I thought, had the biggest potential. Like, I don't know what it was about that. Like, just... The, like the vibe i don't know man there was something about that music that, we had a lot of fun like yeah. we were practicing two nights a week you know playing shows every now and then and just like writing songs and figuring like we did a lot of work you know and in a lot of it at the time it was work it was also fun yeah like we were just running around like that back even though we were in a basement it was like running around on stage you know for us anyways like we we were practicing like we would play yeah know? it was fun yeah it was a good time and then <laughs> so i mean that that's all happening while i'm in the middle of doing college and stuff yes, right which i thought was insane like what he was going to school for i he would like explain it to me and i'd be like what <laughs> what the hell are you doing this kid's a genius what the hell you don't even need to do man you can just yeah. do this for a living right so yeah like that that's happening so i'm in college we're doing the band um in the summers i'm working for a construction company so i'm getting like oh the, falcon yeah that's right falcon no services, excuses man and yeah, i still say that to this day no yep. excuses yeah so um big thanks to jim Shatrowski of uh, falcon services for um you know putting that no excuses on the mm. back of the shirt man yeah, we we used to uh, yeah repeat that it's all the so time. It's so true, though. Yeah, yeah, because there is none. You can make yeah. excuses all day. Exactly. <laughs> just yeah. do it. Like yeah. yeah, just shut up and do it. You know. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, we we went. I went through college, and we were still doing the band thing, right? I um, met you briefly. I think before you 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 left for the military. I think I met you once. No, this was so I came home on leave a couple of times. Yep. And that was when we first oh, met. So okay, when I came okay. back from my Oh from my first deployment, I think. I had heard about you like yeah. a lot. So I was excited to meet you and yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. 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 And and you know, uh of course, you know, uh being a fanboy because you know Seth would be like hey check out this music and oh you heard because you heard the Serenade Surrender thing we recorded yeah yeah wow. I heard the yeah. Serenade Surrender and all that stuff and then you know it was um, I came home on leave after my first deployment and that's when I sort of I was like oh shit you're in a band like Seth like what the fuck let me let me meet the band let's let me watch you guys play so um, went to your practice space and all where, that stuff where were we pra oh we were practicing music mill. oh was that where we were practicing then you wasn't? You, did yeah. you? 
The Sarah Surrender was. Oh in the wait, no, that basement. was in the that was that was yeah, in the basement, basement of the church. Of that, we, that yeah, Baptist yes, church. Yes, or something. I went there once. Yeah, I went there once. which is so crazy to me that let's practice there. <laughs> I know <laughs> that was so weird. They, they had like a basketball court in there. And stuff. Uh, it yeah. was crazy. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so there, it was just fairly brief encounters until I I got out of the military and then started hanging out with you guys um, full time. Yeah, which a couple of fun facts. Uh, one, um, the uh, the Serenade Surrender EP that we recorded, the first copy was actually sent to Justin. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes, wow. yes. yeah. So if he still has it, he's, do, actually, he's got yeah. the first pressed I copy. I have a copy of it still, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, I used to blast that shit in, uh, oh, God. That's awesome, dude. It was, in, it was in Iraq. I'd be, like, crushing weights or something like that, just trying to get some aggression out, and I'd be Damn, throwing the serenade. I'm glad it was wrong. motivating. Yeah. yeah. And then the other fun fact, obviously, is that the nickname Hambone came about on um, one of those times where he was back visiting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because, like, everyone had a nickname. Yeah. Where, All you fuckers yeah. had nicknames. Yeah. Yeah. nothing. Yeah. yeah. Seth Easy. Yeah. Right. Mr. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah, and then, um, you know, that was pretty much, I mean, you had graduated Lowell, or UMass Lowell. Yeah, I mean, th- now we're talking, um, what, 2010? Yeah. Um, I'm graduating UMass Lowell. Um, we're, you know, Serenade Surrender is over at this point, and we're, we're playing as Dead Rhetoric. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys, that Serenade Surrender dissolved, and then, you know, you guys still had that fire going, and you, you yep. know, had a good chemistry, and then you started the Dead Rhetoric. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, that was when I got out of the military, trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. Like, the only thing I have on my resume is fucking infantry fucking war guy. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? So, what, but wasn't there a four year of non, uh, what you're saying, you signed up for four years of Four years active, active. duty, four years inactive. So, what is inactive so duty? So, what that means is I'm out of the military, okay? Yep kind of just you know i can go to school i can work do whatever but within that four-year time period they have the ability to recall me oh okay okay so if like there's like some big conflict or something they can be like hey i need you we need you to come back in they shine the bat signal (laughs) yeah the the hand bone symbol (laughs) which i don't know what it looks like but that would be i don't know i want to see it (laughs) yes (laughs) um and then, so it was sort of just figuring out what the fuck I'm going to do. And, um, you know, I've always kind of been into music and, and things like that. And, and, you know, really appreciated kind of what you guys were doing. And so when I was getting out of the military, I was like, all right, well, what can I do now? I mean, I'm have basically living all of those sort of experiences that, you know, you guys had lived at the tail end of your high school, I yeah. basically had to relive it four years later, leaving the, the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I, I mean, I had to go to college because it was, you know, free. Right. You know, the, the government was going to pay for it. Yeah. So I you mean, earned it at that point. Definitely. I mean, I was definitely, I mean, very fortunate to have free tuition. Well, you know, things like no, that. No, but I, dude, you, you earned it. Like, definitely. I suppose. Like, yeah, yeah. I um, would say. <laughs> I would but, say. You know, figuring out what am I going to do? Am I going to go to college? So I ended up, I was like, oh shit, Seth went to UMass Lowell. It's local. I know the area. I, I When I was on leave, I went 
and uh, crashed in your dorm room. We got yep. drunk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, things like that. It was a good time. So I was yeah. like, fuck it. I'll go to UMass Lowell. And they had this um, sound recording music program. I was like, okay. I like music. This seems like a, a, a job that's not like the typical, you know, accounting, like banking. Yeah. Like it's something. Sound engineering. Sound, yeah, 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 yeah. sound yep. different and cool. And so I tried to pursue that. So in my admissions, I had to write an essay for my application. Mm. It was so fucking bad, man. <laughs> Imagine that, not having to write a, a an essay. Oh yeah. After four and four fucking years, right. Of just like military jargon and all that bullshit. And was then, it in a crayon? It was like, why <laughs> I want to come to your Basically, school, <laughs> dude. It was so. It was. It's bad. I still have a copy of it. Oh, really? Um, oh, yes. It's, oh, I do. Man. I want to read it. Wow. It's so horribly written. Yeah. Just the the sentence structure, everything was just bad. Mm-hmm. I, I think I started every sentence with I. You know, it's yeah. just really horrible. Yeah. Um, so I get denied. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I mean, Jeez, look at this. <laughs> yeah. um, so I ended up going to a community college uh, for two years. Yeah. And it was sort of a pathways program. If I did really, uh, uh, Middlesex Community was like a sister school of UMass Lowell. Yeah, of UMass Lowell. So if I basically proved my worth there, um, I was almost kind of guaranteed entrance into UMass Lowell. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I, I spent all that time working to get into the music program for sound recording. Okay, but I didn't realize the music program at UMass Lowell is crazy like it's intense it's yeah. very selective very very intense like it was just like i don't know i don't know how else. it's just very intense yeah um so in order to apply into the music program you have to audition in front of uh like a, a professor who's all uh, you know also a musician things like that like playing an instrument yeah. yeah wow yeah so you had to select the instrument you want to to that's crazy. Apply into yeah, the, the program for. Yeah, this is just for recording? Yeah, so wow. at UMass Lowell, every music program, no matter what part you're going into, you need to have a performance component. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where a lot of guys like ended up not being able to cut it because on top of you having to do all your coursework, you also have to practice your instrument a shitload so that you can do these performance pieces. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't realize, like, this, I mean... I was basically competing against people who were playing these playing instruments their whole fucking right. lives. Yeah, their right. whole lives. And yep. and so I, I researched like the entrance, what it required and, and I tried like you should have played the kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> right? the like, slide, dude, I'm gonna get this guy in. the yeah. slide whistle, it. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> but it was so <laughs> You're in <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, But, you know, I was always fancy into the guitar. The guitar was like, you know, I, growing up as a kid, I would just, I always just fixated on, you know, it started with 80s hair metal, you know, with my mother. She got me into all that stuff. And I just, um, just love like guitar solos. And and I just really fixated on that instrument. Um, So that was what I wanted to take. So I had to, I picked up the guitar. Um, 
practicing. I did a little bit in high school, but I never really got very far. And then um, that was when I used that as my instrument for that music program. Failed my audition, just horribly bad. Like, couldn't really sight read music notes and and all that stuff. It was just a really bad. um, So I wasted a whole year prepping to get into the program after already doing a couple years in Middlesex. So I was like, this shit isn't going anywhere. Um, I talked to one of the music teachers there, and he's like, dude, you don't have to go to college to do sound recording. Like, you can just do, you could pay like $2,000 as an apprenticeship and learn all about this whole trade without going to college. This is where failure is good, see? You know, this is also kind of bullshit, too, because they don't tell you that kind of shit. No, hell no. And you're like, what the fuck? Why didn't anybody tell yeah. me this before? I wasted it's, like my, three years. This is where college is a bit of a scam. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's where it pisses yeah. me off. Or a business type it thing. Yeah. It's a business. Because yeah. I went to a school that was big in, on sound recording too. Yeah. New England Institute of Art. And I... Yeah. Yeah. That is a huge scam, dude. Because like 99% of those kids don't get jobs. Right. You know? Basically, you have to be your own entrepreneur. Right. You have to and, go into your own business. And this day and age, with the fact that you can just go buy your own shit, yep. <laughs> right. no one's paying $5,000 for a recording. No, anymore. definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Definitely not. So, yeah, I failed out of that. I failed. I didn't even get into the music program. And so I was just sort of figuring out, all right, what's my next step? But in the process, I took a, uh, uh, a nutrition course. And it was just, it was, it was for the first time, it was like the most fun I've ever had in school, in class. Just what made you take the nutrition course? So it was an elective. Okay. So where though? At, at uh, school? This was at UMass Lowell trying, a, before I was supposed to like apply into the, the music program. Oh, so you were going to UMass Lowell, but you weren't in the music program yet. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I, I, I didn't clarify that, uh, but okay. um, you know, it, um, I started to get into exercise and um, health and eating healthy. I mean, this was, um, I mean, basically when when I sort of reconnected with Seth after the Marine Corps, I was really kind of deep into like weight training, eating healthy, really just focused in on that stuff um, because I kind of liked the way it made me feel. Mm-hmm. Um. In the military, you develop kind of a lot of poor habits, poor drinking habits. Really? Um, I would think the opposite. I, <laughs> it's, uh, I thought it'd be all like hardcore picked uh, routines. Up, picked up smoking cigarettes, just eating sh- just garbage food, just wow. like really just like treating your body like shit. But wow. it didn't matter because you were resilient because you were young, you know, 18, right, 19 right. year old. Yep. It didn't matter. Um, but when I got, I mean, when I got back from my first deployment, you know, I was not okay. Things things just weren't okay. Um, but after diving deeper into like health and nutrition and eating better and exercising and sort of, you know, it, it kind of made me feel a little bit better and sort of kind of kind of cut back a little bit on those uh, you know those frequencies of like anxiety and, and post traumatic stress and things like that. Um, so after taking that nutrition course. I was like, holy shit, I can do this as a career? And then I was like, yep, I'm in, sold. So that's kind of when it, I dove wow. deep into the, like, the nutrition world and things like that. Um, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I mean, I guess that's sort of a, a roundabout, I mean, just sort of a long transition from the Marine Corps to kind of where see I'm that, at if, now. If, had you have gotten into 
the music program, do you think you still would end up doing nutrition? No, definitely not. See, that's interesting. Like, it, like I mean, it's all weird, those right? failures like yeah. kind of paid out for sure. They, they, it all worked in my favor. But at that time, I had no idea. At that time, it was just like it was just failing. Like things right. aren't going well. And and you know, even throughout my my nutrition career, like through schooling, I always felt like I kind of wasn't good enough. Like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, the the Marine Corps was the you know I. I very early on, I, I was really good at my job. You know, I, I became a team leader at a very young age, first deployment, and then I became a squad leader. You know, when I was like 19 years old, I was leading a squad of three fire teams of Marines. I mean, that's fucking nuts in combat, okay? Um, so to go from that to failing, like when I got out of the Marine Corps, I applied at Blockbuster. I applied at motherfucking I, Blockbuster. I also worked That's at Blockbuster. <laughs> and they gave you the job, or they did give you I the... fucking failed that interview. What? Like, like you know what? You're not <laughs> Blockbuster material, bro. No, dude. It was crazy. I got like, fired from Blockbuster. That's so, so stupid. That's so stupid. That is. So, like, <laughs> imagine that, dude. Imagine that. That's crazy. Well, and for those of you, no longer exists. For those of yeah. you listening, uh, you know, who aren't familiar with what Blockbuster is, and I'm talking to, you know... Um, Assuming this is reaching Our the fans f- of fifteen-year-olds, reaching yeah. the future generation. I don't know. Maybe thirty years from now, exactly of this release date, you're you're listening in. Blockbuster was a, a video rental <laughs> store. Yes, you had to <laughs> physically go into a store to rent. What I had to go into movies. a store, <laughs> and you had to have a membership card. No Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> that place is awesome. Yeah. Though. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Nothing like that, a Friday night. But it was just like. Here. It was repeated failure. I didn't get that in a job, and it was just well, like... That's what I like to hear, because like, when I think of the military and the mentality you have to have, it's like, you know, fuck yeah, like, I got this. So the fact that you came back and, and, and you experienced failure, you know, and it was different, right? Because, like, you know, failure in the military is probably a harsher consequence, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Certainly, yes. Yeah, and, and failure, these things, it could be like, well, this is kind of trivial, right? But it still impacts you the same way. Like, I failed, you know? It's like, maybe it's not as dire like your life, but, like, it, it, that's a very well, it, interesting it, perspective. I think it felt worse. Like, so, I mean, this is kind of, like, all tying into sort of the theme of the episode is these transitions, these life transitions. You know, going from something that I felt really proud of, and I was like... <sighs> I was really good at my job as a grunt in the in the Marine Corps. I was really good at it, okay? And then all of a sudden, that comes to an end, it's and like, I have to go back now? into the yeah. civilian world, and I'm just like, I apply at, fu- at a fucking video store, and yeah. I don't get the job. I, yeah, I can't even imagine. <laughs> it's just yeah, like, yeah. what That's, the fuck? What a slap in the face. Do you even know the shit I've done, man? Like, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Some guy had a late video? Like, you think Dude, that's that a big is, deal? I don't yeah. know, man. So, like... Yeah. You know, from that time all the way, th- even through my nutrition career, it was just like, you know, failing that audition and sort of like getting into the nutrition scene. It was just like, I always questioned, am I good enough? Like, like, what am I doing? Like, I had no idea. Um, so it, needless to say, the transition was, I mean, definitely sort of a mind fuck. And I questioned every single move I always made. 
So when did the self mutilation begin? What? It was 2014. <laughs> it was 2020. Oh, but yeah, so I mean that was, and then in the meantime, and let's bring this back. So we're doing all kinds of Tarantino shit, right? Yeah. So yeah, let's bring it back. What time is it? Oh, are we? We're going, man. We're, we're, going. we're finishing yeah. this out. Yeah, we're finishing this out. Finish let's bring this back. You know, when when the serenade surrender sort of dissolved and then dead rhetoric was and that i sort of met you guys well you guys i, I always known south i yeah. met lucky and the rest of the band um you guys there was uh, one of the guitarists um um was asked to leave the band and then i you guys were down a guitarist so you're like hey you know you can try you can try out and let's see what you got play a couple shows and we might let you in the band try yeah. so let's see what you got and then Band politics. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. And then that was when we played our first show. It was Club. Well, my first show with you guys was Club 58. That was your first show? That was my wow, first show. Yeah. That was a good show. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I really that I was did fun. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was awesome. I, I'm trying to think like where I was in life at that point. You were a photographer. I, because I, I, I met you when, when you guys were taking, um, prior to me joining the band, you guys were taking uh, photographs of the band in your uh, studio. Okay, yeah. And, and that was the thing, I, I got, so I got stuck kind of in that. And uh, so I guess the segue into that is I, that, yeah, I got, so I had been like working at Walmart and I was working at movie theaters and I was working at like Teradyne, like doing like, <laughs> Dude, I was doing whatever. Like, at one point, I drove a box truck to New York to, like, pick shit up. And <laughs> I, I was, like, stripping paint off of houses. Like, whatever I could just to, just to get into it. And I got into it, like, finally. But um, what I found is, like, photography as a job, it's it's not what people think it is. Like, it's not glamorous. So, yeah, if you, you know, National Geographic photographers or, like, fashion photographers, like, that's a whole thing. But bread and butter, like, honestly, if you're not doing weddings, which weddings are horrible because you have to go and you have to take all these pictures and people are yelling at you, that wasn't for me. Right. So uh, product photography is what I got into. All it really was was, like, a medical company was, like, we made this screw. Take a picture of it and put it on white. And then, like, there's this thing called silhouetting with you trace it and you knock it out of the picture and you can put it on any background. And that's that's all photography really is. And the glamorous uh, – what the reason why I wanted to go to Hallmark is when I was in high school, this rep came from Hallmark Photography – um, and he was talking about like, oh yeah, you know, if you if you do photography, you can travel the world, and like, you, it's it's all glamorous, and you're shooting like New York, like uh, high fashion celebrities, and all. So you know, what are they doing? They're sales. They're salesmen. They're selling this idea of what photography is, and that's not really what it is. If you want to make money as a photographer, you have to do the most mundane, boring stuff. Like it's like take a picture of like this clothing thing on a piece of white paper like right. that's pretty much your day to day and then sounds awful when i did start traveling like my first uh my first travel job was in uh san francisco i got to travel i'm 19 years old get to fly out to san francisco to do a a, a shoot for polycom which is like a conference um 
they have those like star phones or whatever. Yeah, and they would sit on a yeah, table, and yeah. then this was like old school. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I'm 19 and doing our business trip. But no, you, okay. So you travel to San Francisco. You go to some like building in the middle of nowhere, some like like just industrial building, and you're in there all day for like. I'm talking like you don't work eight hour days. You work like 20 hour days. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's just like it's so boring and so the thing that was cool was i would tell people i was a photographer which i really wasn't even i was like an assistant photographer Mm. and they'd be like that sounds so cool right it's like but really when you broke it down like most things it wasn't it was not it was miserable it was boring like it was not exciting and that's what i kind of started really like I, i started getting good at photoshop and that's what i really liked and i was like holy shit i don't actually like taking pictures at all I like the challenge of Photoshop when someone's like, okay, I have this picture and this is what I need it to look like because, listen, everybody, when you <laughs> see something at a company and, and you think it's this product and it's and it's like looks beautiful, that is not how any company works ever. They're like, it's not done yet and uh, this is what we have. We have this like broken ass product. Can you like Photoshop it and make it look like it's supposed to? I'm telling you that is 99% of the time. Like, it's, it's They're coming marketing is coming with you with an incomplete product and they want you to lie and make it look like right. it's supposed to and and then halfway through that they go okay we changed it and this is how photographers make money you're constantly taking a photo of the same thing because the marketing people keep screwing up and you, that's what you make a career off of and so <laughs> that's what i enjoyed though because they're like hey listen like uh, can you Photoshop this to look like it's like flying in the sky and Shaq <laughs> is holding it and eating it and then like Bob Marley's in the background and you erected him from the dead. It's like, I'll see what I can do. And what started pissing me off is um, I was working with these graphic designers, right, that had, they were making, dude, I, I was lucky if I was making $18,000 a year and, I, and I'm not even joking. Like that was a good year if I made $18,000 a year. Like, that is oh. nothing. Like, you, you probably make that now at minimum wage at McDonald's. Easily. Definitely. Oh, more. Yeah. Way you more. Make more yeah. than that. Yeah. I, I was making shit money, and these people were making way more money than me, and they had degrees, and they would go, hey, um, can you show me how to Photoshop this and do it? And they would call me up on the phone and ask me how to do it. I was like, you have a degree, and you're a graph designer, and you're asking me how to do this. Someone doesn't make the same amount of money as you. I, I was getting so frustrated. And this is kind of how I decided to go back to school for graphic design because I was like, I could do their job, no problem. Like, <laughs> right. how, like, like how hard is it? Like, I, I'm gonna decide to do that. So, I did. Well, while I was doing photography, I said, screw this. And I and I just I was 24 years old. So apparently, there's this weird thing where um, under the age of 24, because I lived at home still, you are not a dependent of your parents. So. When I applied for FAFSA, they looked at my parents' income and they would say combined I that they would not get any money because they made more than enough money to pay for my school, right. which is ridiculous because they didn't look at the fact that my parents had like, I hope they're not listening to this. They, <laughs> they had car repossessed. They they had like, they should have gone bankrupt. My my parents like were so bad financially. Like it, it was stupid. Like my sister tried to go to college. She couldn't get enough money. Like it was just bad. I, I ended up taking out loans for my brother because like they couldn't do it. And I don't blame them at all. Like it has nothing to do with it. It's just like the choices they made. So 
I had to wait till I was 24 years old to apply to FAFSA. How ridiculous That's is that, right? Terrible. Yeah. I had to do it on my own. And so I was 24 years old and I applied to Hesser College, which guess what? Is out of business. <laughs> right? Like that's what I, so I was going to photography during the day and I started going there at night for graphic design. And I was also humbled again in my life because I assumed that I knew Photoshop, that I understand graphic design. And you asked me to make that album cover for, um, the clock tower. What yes. Was it? Yeah. Yep. Oh yep. my! Do you remember that first oh. made in paint? It was so oh. bad. It was uh, hilarious. Yeah. I still have it. Yeah. I still have it. Yeah. And awesome. I was like, hey, that, you know, that's pretty good, right? Because like, I, because you think you know, right? You think you. I want to see that now. You don't oh, know dude, yeah. what you don't know. You know what right? I mean? And yeah. and I was like, I know Photoshop and stuff, and and I I think I even asked you like. Do you think you could do this stuff? And you're like, yeah, probably. I was like, I was yeah, like dude, yeah, I yeah, could totally yeah. do that in Microsoft Word. Because I like, thought, like, I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna be good at this. You know? Yeah. But dude, when I went to school, humbling, I was like, this is hard. There is so many things about like design people don't know, like white space, gestalt, gestalt theory, the psychology of it, like uh, clustering things together, like font concording things, like all these things I learned. And dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. I never read a day in my life when I was. I had a 1.7 GPA. I thought reading was stupid. <laughs> I have to say, you said you you wrote a um, a dissertation or whatever to your school to try to get in. Dude, it I wasn't didn't, a dissertation. It was like well, a five paragraph an essay, like, right? essay. I didn't even know where to put a a period. I'm not exaggerating. You, if if you saw an email from me, you would think I there was something wrong with me. <laughs> like I I was literally that dumb. Like I was just ignorant. Like I was like I don't need school. I'm going to be in a band. You know, this, this is my whole my whole mentality of life is like I know what I'm doing. I, I'm smarter than everybody in the room, which is it, it was bad. Like I had a lot of humbling experience to make me realize like dude you're stupid <laughs> like and going to school and, and that's why I think like we talked about earlier about like how parents push you or not I really think school is so important like it is really important like I can't say I know school now is a scam and stuff but I'm gonna tell you like it changed my life like going yeah. to school has made me such a better person like I I've learned so much from it and uh, I am so glad I went back I, I was just like an idiot like unbelievable idiot like yeah. i thought you had to be like when i met seth like oh Seth's smart he you know he's gonna be good like he's just gonna he, this is it like you either gotta be like your intelligence yeah. or like it's it's not yeah. gonna happen you know because like i was like this dude he's like dude you showed me that senior project you did with the box that yeah. you like solder I, I was like how the fuck it was pretty this cool guy right? do? i was like why is he in a band he's so smart he can do anything <laughs> he wants so i was like i would never be able to do that shit so yeah I do think it's important to this day. Like, like you should go, but that's I mean, my there's opinion. different kind of schools though, too. You know what I mean? This kind of ties back to the whole trade school thing, all that kind of, all that kind of stuff, because it, it's just important that you're learning and that and that you're progressing towards something. You know, um, like some people, college is better for that. You know, some people trade school is better for that. Some people, they just get out and they travel or they figure out a way to do things. Like you really, you just need to figure out what you need to do 
to do what you want to do, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Yeah, right? Scooby Doo. Yeah, Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. But um, that that's really important, you know. And it's hard to see that when you're younger, unless you have a really good mentor or really good guidance. But a lot of us just kind of had general guidance from our parents, where it's like, well, maybe you should try this or you should try this, or some guidance counselor. I mean, that that stuff's hard. And when you're younger you know our brains aren't fully developed you're trying to take in all this information like what should i do next you know or they say your frontal lobe isn't developed you're like 25 or 26. yeah exactly yeah which is crazy yeah. because we're forced to make all the i mean james you were saying you were forced to make these decisions before high school before oh, yeah. what you were going to do after high school right you know what i mean like that that's insane and to Bullshit. think about that like what are you 14 years old at that point maybe mm-hmm. you know like that that's wild. I was all about my, which song I was going to pick on my MySpace. Never mind. <laughs> what's oh, what's MySpace. Going to. Yeah. Who's your top 5 or Damn. whatever, you know? Yeah. So I want to know like what do you do now? Like how did you get there? I think this is a good transition. Yeah, like what's our what's our end? What where, was our last transition yeah. into where we currently are now? Well, yeah. it kind of fits in uh where did I stop? I friggin was so, doing GIS computer mapping and then the projects were ending. Did, I had did. a choice. I went worked for Verizon for a little bit, do mapping, and it was just a terrible job. It was more what about like the porn career. Yeah, porn career. I'll go to later. <laughs> I got some br- breaking record size. So I mean, anyway, yeah, I mean, Verizon, Verizon. Um, terrible, terrible job, and I left that. It's like it was more of like uh, you were like, we want quantity, you know, and yeah. quality at the same time, but. We want both of them together. Yeah, that's, that's hard to do. And it yeah. was just like, it was really, it was a stressful job where it shouldn't have been a stressful job to begin with. Mm-hmm. And I left that place ASAP. And then I already knew my trees. I was kind of um, going that route. I, I knew when I went to, to do ALB, we were doing tree stuff. And then when I went to California, I was doing tree stuff. And I learned a lot about identification of trees, diseases, um, identifying if a tree is just in poor health or not. And like writing up, um, like diagnosis for people to cut down the trees and what to cut and do this. So I was down that route. So I just ended up going towards tree work. So then I got, I dove deeper into tree work and then I started climbing trees, all that. And, you know, now I'm, I work for a town, a really wealthy town in Massachusetts. And I just, I'm an arborist for that town. That's what I do. An arborist? Yeah. What's that? A guy who works on trees. <laughs> oh, okay. Plant trees, you know, yeah. take care of what the town? trees in town. Lexington. Oh, okay. It's a nice town. Yeah, it's a nice rich town. Yeah. They like their trees and they like them to look nice. So Sick. So that's what you do today. That's what I do today, yeah. And, and would you say you're happy doing that? Are you glad that everything that I happened? I definitely like the job, but it's definitely not going to be something I do forever. So you, you already know that there's going to be a, a next... Definitely. Like, There's definitely going to be a next. That's awesome. Well, I but mean, a, it's full-time podcaster, right? That's right, baby. Well, full-time yeah, entertainer. Right? <laughs> but but just but, to have that mindset with that uh, knowledge, you know, that's awesome. That you know, like, yeah, this it, isn't forever, like, whatever you pick. Definitely. Right? And I think that's what I was trying to get at in the beginning where maybe it's this generation or not, but... There's a lot of people that I know who think the same thing where they don't want to stay at the same job for 40 years. They want to do different things. They want to try different things, uh, maybe multiple things at the same time. But, you know, with this job, I have the knowledge to do this job I'm doing now, but I could also go down and make my own company, which I do. So I do all a bunch of side work. I work, you know, I do side work for people, which is like another income there and then whatever. 
other right. stuff that we like to do you know that's that's awesome i think the younger mentality of that is great like yeah. you know you don't have to stay at one place for 15 years right or 50 years yeah yeah, yeah. you get that gold watch and that's all you get mm-hmm. yeah. they got boiled frogs I, I love that video with alexis on fire ah uh, yes that's basically what yeah. that video is about is like look you know it's like it's all you get at the end of it and they're just trying to escape the whole time and right. I, I think it's genius but everyone's afraid to like just quit their job and start over too because like you have things that you might not want to get rid of yeah or you have these you're locked down in these payments or these bills right but if you can get this like freedom from that in a way, or you're you know, brave enough or you know, you have enough courage to do that, quit your job and start over or try a new thing, you know, don't hesitate. Yeah. Try it out. It's hard try starting out. from the bottom again. Like definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of like <clears throat> what you I mean, both of you guys did. I mean, Seth, you were heavily deep in, you know, electrical engineering and things mm-hmm. like that, and then, you know, you were unhappy. You, I mean, I, we 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 lived together for a couple of years, and I yeah. remember, you know, every time, every day, end of the workday, he'd come home, we'd crack a beer, and you could just feel like he was just so like did not like what he's doing, and you decided to be like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Like, I want to change. Yeah. So what did you? <clears throat> I mean, so. After college, I get a job working for a pretty good company, you know, and it was exciting at first, like working in an office, um, doing the thing that I went to college for, and, um, you know, it was part like hands-on lab work, part computer work, part like getting the office experience of doing meetings and all that stuff, and um, I wouldn't necessarily say that I ever really hated my job, but it got to a certain point after a few years where... I saw myself not doing this forever. Okay, like, yeah. And in the first couple of years, I was learning a lot. I was like really into it, and I had a nice routine, which was nice after like the whole college thing, to be like, all right, I wake up, I go to work, I'm getting paid for that, I get home, I, I or at the time, I could work out at the office gym, and then go to band practice, you know? And that was, I was in a groove for a little while that was pretty awesome. Like, it was like, work out, okay, I'm either going home and I'm gonna write songs, or I'm gonna go to band practice and practice that stuff, you know? And that was great. But then, like, uh, you know, I get, I I worked as an engineer for about five and a half years-ish, and like, four years into it, the company kind of started to change. I got to see like, oh, we're shipping more stuff overseas. You know, that I was becoming disillusioned with the work that I was doing because I could see where the company was going, you know? And one of the, one of the reasons that I stuck around for as long as I did because the money was so great and I had all this school debt. So, you know, going, right. I mean, go, yeah. going way back, it was like, oh, you're gonna be fine, you know, go to, go to college rack up a bunch of debt it doesn't matter because when you get out you're going to be an engineer you're going to make a bunch of money and pay all that stuff out but then you don't think about well oh you have rent to pay you have gas to pay you have all these other expenses and you can't just like my salary if i saved my salary completely for like my third year of engineering i probably could have paid all my loans off at once but you can't save your whole entire salary you know what i mean you're commuting to work you're spending gas you got to pay for your car car repairs there's all that stuff um but anyways 
So I'm, I'm, I'm getting in, I'm seeing all this stuff ship overseas. Um, in the meantime, I also started another hobby, which I like to do, obviously, and that was home brewing. So I started to get deep into home brewing and figuring out how do you brew beer and how do you do it better and all that. Um, and then eventually I get to the point where I start thinking, man, I there's a good potential that I could get laid off as they're shipping jobs overseas. So I should... What do I want to do after this? Do I want to continue in engineering or do I want to like be a, like a brewer, work in a brewery or something like that sounds way cooler. Right. I feel like brewing is kind of like engineering though. Like in a It similar, really yeah. is. And I'll joke around and call myself a beer engineer, yeah. you know, I can totally <laughs> see that. Yeah. Like it, it kind of marries a lot of the stuff because I think beer is art. Um, making beer is also, it's a, it's a really hard, like laborious job, but you also have to think about it a lot. Like, um, it's interesting to use art cause like music, engineering, be, like it, it seems it like it's really all ties in yeah. together. And I, I loved working with my hands when I was working construction during college, like being outside and, and, you know, making a product and seeing that finished thing, like come to light. Like that was always like, so it was tying all these interests of mine in, into, um, into that thing in in the beer world like we had we were starting to have booming craft beers and all these great beers were coming out i was like let me work for a craft brewery you know so um i started looking at jobs like what what's out there and um i sent out a couple resumes and everybody's like well you don't have experience in the beer world like yeah you're a home brewer but everybody's a home brewer that wants to try right, and get in the yeah. beer world so I, I i saw that there was um this opportunity for a mobile canning company, which I had no clue what that was. <laughs> I'm like, not at all. And um, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. I kind of want to work in a brewery. And then that, like that summer, um, it came out that hey, you know, we're we're going to be laying off seventy five percent of our engineering staff. And I as seventy five percent, of of the engineering staff. So you can only lay off so much of a percentage of a company. Um, before you have to like give massive benefits out in long term like uh, severance pay right so they laid off like the maximum amount of people they could and then the biggest part of that was the engineering division because they were shipping out most of that stuff to uh, overseas I think it was like China somewhere in that area and they only kept on engineers basically to sustain old products and because I was like a younger engineer no, it's in in the company for five five and a half years. They were like, "Well, you were working on newer stuff, so we have all these older guys who are already like, you know, versed in the old technology and everything. They'll be able to sustain, and we'll lay off all the young most of the younger guys. So all the younger guys got laid off, and then some of the older guys got laid off. So I was like, "Well, what am I going to do?" And um, First of all, that summer was great because it, it happened during the sum. It happened right before summer. I got some severance pay because I was around for a little while. That was when um, you know we had the colonized band and we recorded our our album and everything. I it was awesome. I got to do whatever I wanted to do because I had pay for a couple of months, like at my full my full rate. So I got to go around. I got to work on this album. I got to homebrew a bunch. And I get to figure out, like, what's my next move? And I thought about that mobile canning thing again. And I was like, well, I'd be going to a bunch of breweries. So yeah. maybe maybe that'll help me get my foot in the door. 
that's what led to the mobile canning job, which I worked for three years. I worked in over 120 breweries during that time. And um, I, I realized, uh, you know, I want to go back to where I started this like beer journey and I want to work in a single brewery. And that's when I decided to move on from the mobile canning and do what I'm doing today, which is actually working in a brewery um, and learning a bunch more about how the whole brewing process works. Um, you know, helping out with the canning, helping out with all the tasks that happen in a brewery. Yeah. And right now, you know, I, I don't know what I'm going to be doing in five years. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'm, I'm going to be working for a brewery. I don't know if, but I know right now I'm happy and I love doing what I do, you know? Um, but that's, I mean, that's, that's the short, the long, the long <laughs> of the short of it or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, lucky. I mean, you, you made some pretty big transitions. Yeah. Um, I, so yeah, it's a lot of interesting things. I mean, obviously, but, uh, so I, yeah, I was going, I was doing photography. I was going to school for graphic design. We had the band. Um, you know, I, I, I graduate, uh, graphic design. I'm trying to get out of I was just trying so hard to get out. Um, I start doing freelance. My goal is like, I'm gonna, um, take a job in Boston. So I meet this girl and, uh, she lives down in Boston and, um, I'm like, yeah, it was like, you know, she, she's in a rough area and I'm like, let's move in together. Cause like, I think I'm going to get a job down there anyways. So let's do this. So I move in with her to Brighton. Um, still kind of, still kind of working, <laughs> At, uh, in uh, Tingsboro, Mass, at the uh, photography place. Um, but there's prospects of me getting this job in Norwell, which yeah. is like a little bit past Boston. It's like a little bit south of Boston. So Brighton's kind of a good spot. Dude, I don't know what happens. Like, I, I go to this place. This guy really likes it. But there's this lady there, and she's, like, all up my ass about everything. I don't know what it was. I don't know if she was, like, scared of getting, like uh fired or something but like everything i did she was like calling stuff out like oh i sent him this stuff and the, i i don't really know what it was it was really weird so like kind of that job fell through i had a friend i went to school with who had a job at a place i applied um i go to the interview and i'm just like all right if i don't get this job because this is a kid i know and like it's like if you can't get a job from a friend right. it's like i gotta think of something else so <laughs> i that was like kind of the like defining factor so i went to the job and he's asking me like do you know html and do you know this like the ceo's asking me i'm like no i don't i don't know any coding i went to school for graphic design i don't i'm not smart enough to code you know right yeah so i don't get the job i'm living in brighton with this girl and you know i'm just like i gotta do something like i gotta make a change i'm in this band and uh, I I kept hearing about the school, New England Institute of Art, and they like teach web design or something. And I was like, let me look into it. So I look into it, and I'm like, all right, like this is I have to go back to school. I had already been to school once. I got an associate's degree. I tried to cut a corner. Maybe I should have got a bachelor's. And here I am, and I'm like, I got to go back to school. Like, I mean, I, at at this point, I mean, you were, I mean. <clears throat> it hasn't been paying off for you. You were nope. kind of just like paycheck to paycheck just for all those years, just kind of struggling, just yep. trying try, just to try and like make it into that photography field. And it, nothing was panning out. 
Right. And and basically you were just kind of sick and tired of just like scraping by and just like getting through the bare minimum and stuff like that. Oh yeah, and I was beyond the bare minimum, man. I all my credit cards are maxed out. I owed the IRS twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> Jesus dude, I, Christ! I, I, yeah, it was bad, dude. And yeah. you know, and um, and and like stuff at home was stressful. Like with, I think a lot of the reason I got in this situation too is like I was really like lonely. Like I, I so I ended up living with someone. And like, because I was just in a, in a bad state of mind and also, and like, I got, I learned a lot from uh, the person I love. She was like one of the most intelligent persons like I've ever met to this day. Like just qu- like quantum physics, like the, just genius, like, like right, way yeah. beyond, like way beyond anything I could ever think of. Like I had a lot of great intelligent thought thoughts with her and, and she, she opened my mind to a lot of things, but I was like, I got to do something. So I go and I, you know, I apply to this school, New England Institute of Art, and, and they're like, write, you know, write us an essay, right? But it was all bullshit. All they wanted was money. And I was like, listen, I have a full-time job. I can't afford to not work. And they're like, don't worry. You can do night classes. They, they sold me. They sold me up, you know, whatever they said. They'll sweet talk you yeah, anything, they sweet talk the shit out oh, of yeah. me. So I was like, okay, um, I'll do that. And then, you know, as soon as they're like, yeah, we feel like you can go. But they're like, sorry, you can't get the loans because I, I took loans off from my brother and I had bad credit. And they're like, you're going to have to pay us monthly. And I was like, shit, like I already can't afford to pay rent. And now you want me to pay you on top. I was like, but whatever, I have to do this. So I decided to go back. I have to take a day off of work at the photography place. So I'm losing money. Um, shit's just going bad, man. I, I, I was just like in a bad place, like all around. Um, so I decided like, you know what, music... I, I gotta I gotta walk away from this right. like you know and I don't think I did it the right way I think I was kind of a dick like how how I did that but I feel kind of bad about it now but I was just like you, you guys like I stopped talking to you guys yeah um because I was just like I just need to focus on me right now um I lived with that girl for another year and then I ended up breaking up with her dude it was dude it was brutal like I I just like I made a lot of bad choices and every day. I would drive to work and I would ask myself like, why do I deserve this? Like that, that was a big thing for me. It's like, I was like, why am I here? Like, why do things suck so bad? Why, why are things so shitty? Like, I don't get it. I'm, I'm working so hard. I'm working so hard. And, um, I had an epiphany one day. I don't talk to anybody. I don't tell anybody what I'm thinking or feeling. It was like the craziest thing, dude. Like I literally, like, I never told you guys anything I was mm. thinking. I never told anybody. Like, I just assumed a lot of shit, and I would just tell people, this is what I'm doing. And that fuck, that's what I realized fucked my life up the most, is I never told anybody what was going on in my head, because I had this weird uh, thing about society and being, like, a male, and, like, you're not supposed to talk about your feelings. You're not supposed to talk about, like, what's going on. Dude, I oh, was, yeah. like... I was fucked up, man. Like I was like so <laughs> depressed, like, and nobody knew like, cause I, my brother, nobody, like nobody knew how depressed and like how messed up I was. And like that, that was the thing I learned. Like that's bullshit, dude. Um, dude, I'm so glad I reached back out to you. Like so I didn't talk to stuff for years dude, yeah, and, it, and it messed me up. I used to have dreams about this kid. Like I did. Like, Ooh, I, yeah, no, not, not gay, gay dreams. I mean, maybe sometimes, but, yeah, but like, just oh, like, like, cause I literally considered him my best friend and I was like, I was very upset about how I ended things and just like walked away. Like, you know, I was, dude, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Like I had no idea. And I gotta tell you when I met up with him, it was amazing. He was like, 
you know what, dude? Whatever happened, who cares? Like we, I'm just glad we met up. Like it was the best thing ever, dude. Like like I felt like this weight had been lifted off my shoulder. That's a whole other story. We could yeah. do a podcast about that. <laughs> yeah. But but there I was. Like um, so I decided to go back to school uh, for um, UX um, and and web design, and and so I'm doing that and doing all this stuff. And uh, I take this uh, JavaScript class. And I, I remember he did engineering, and I was like, I'm not smart enough to do that. Like, and I wrote this stupid program where you uh, you write like it was a prompt that just said enter your name, and you just say like you know lucky, <laughs> and it would say hello lucky, and, and, and I, dude, that was it. That's when I it all clicked, dude. Like everything I ever did in my life like made sense at this point. Like I like this stuff like i liked photoshop it's it's not because i like taking the pictures it was because i liked figuring out the problems like i like things about bands because like it's about figuring out a song i liked mm-hmm. design because it's about figuring out stuff and it dude it just clicked like programming like holy shit this is like i love this dude i took an internship at a place i i could go in this whole thing where i was only sleeping two hours a day because i was like commuting from new hampshire all the way down to like the seaport and i was getting home at nine o'clock at night and me and my brother were watching prison break and drinking beers and dude, i was miserable i gained like 400 pounds and like well well dude you're a programmer right that's yeah. part of being a well, programmer you think so but no, it's like, it's like, i didn't know what i was doing and my school didn't really give me the knowledge i needed to know because they were more like a design place i got a job at this place it, it was miserable i worked there for a year uh i met this girl in school after that, um, we ended up living together. We moved to New Hampshire. Then, uh, so I was like commuting to, uh, from uh, New Hampshire all the way down to, to uh, Boston. And so I was like, screw this. I got a job in New Hampshire. I was uh, still with her. Things, and then she got a job in Boston. I was like, shit, we moved to Stoughton. <laughs> and I was like traveling from Stoughton, Mass. Do you know where that is? No, no. it's like... It's like 30 minutes south of Boston. It's ridiculous. Oh I was God. driving oh from God. Stone Mass all the way to New Hampshire. So finally, dude, I was making still, I was making no money. Um, so broke, like like making absolutely no, just learning. And then there's this uh, company. I apply for the job and I come in and I just like bust my ass. And they're like, listen, we like you, but we can tell you don't know shit. And they're like, we're going to give you this project. I even said to her, I was like, there's no way I can do this. So like, we want you to build this whole thing and you have two weeks to do it, dude. And uh, I was like, there's no way. There's no way I can do this. And she said to me, like, just try. You just got to try, right? And I was like, yeah, it's the worst I got. I can fail. So I'm working my 40-hour job. I'm commuting, like, crazy hours. I'm doing this job every night. Like, I'm working at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning trying to get this. I go in and everything like that. And um, I go and I go and I show the thing, dude. And it, this is a guy who's making, like, $18,000 a year. And, I, and I'll tell you right now, the job paid $85,000, dude. They called me up. And they said, uh, do you still want to work here? Do you, I, I can't even believe I'm in this, dude. I fucking cried. Like, I lost my shit, dude. I, like, to that point in my life, I had never made more than, like, $80,000 of my life. Dude, it was, like, insane. It, it changed my I was like, this is going to change everything, dude. Right. Like, like, other than that, like, it was like, I can't even believe they would pay someone that much money. Like, some fucking stupid asshole who doesn't know anything, dude. It, yeah. That, that's when things changed for me. And, like, I've been doing programming ever since, dude. I, I love it. Like, it's it, it was amazing. Now, did you finish that project that they gave you? Like, yes. they, they said two weeks. You have two weeks to complete this. Yeah. Good luck because yep. you have no experience, but let's see what the fuck yeah. you do. I did. You I finished did. it. Yeah, I did. And that's what kind of also made me realize, like, 
where anybody's capable of anything you know if you if you really put your mind to something you can do it and like that that was like that changed a lot in my life like not only like just thinking like what you can do and stuff but just like made me look back at like kind of the dick i was and like the way i I looked at things and how stupid stuff was but you know i'm glad i went through all that crap you know yeah like yeah it's crazy i was uh i was i was laying in a tattoo chair and i was talking to dan the artist and he's like hey yeah i like spoke with lucky like not too long ago like last week i was like yeah what's he up to he's like dude he's like a whole different person man he he like quit his fucking job he like went back to school he did all these like uh relearned all this like crazy programming and shit and now he just found this fucking job that was like what what was thought to be impossible but he he hit it and now he's like the happiest person on the damn planet man yeah yeah and he was telling me about an article too where it's like someone makes like a certain amount after that doesn't matter like you can't be any yeah, seventy thousand. It, it's, it's somewhere around seventy thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. and i i agree because dude I, there was literally a point where i couldn't buy a cup of coffee like two dollars for a cup of coffee i couldn't do that like now do you think that it's more of obviously the money helped you out and helped you get out of debt and all that kind of stuff do you that's probably part of it, definitely, because you're getting yeah. that that weight lifted off your back. Because that's stressful. I mm. mean, that's just a lot of stress. It, exactly. Oh, yeah. But but to go along with that, like you found something that, like like you said, you had that moment where it all clicked. Like yeah. you're like, wow, programming. Like yeah. I get this. You you like enjoy doing it, right? Like how much did that factor into your overall like that was mental more, health and everything that was more like it wouldn't have mattered if it paid like forty thousand dollars like yeah. i wouldn't have cared it at that point in my life i just wanted to do something i liked yep you know and um it, and it that was more important to me and i always say and i gotta say that's one thing about my dad he always says like do what you like you know mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like he's like there's a million jobs out there why be miserable so I always agree with that. Like it, it's nice that what I picked does pay well. Yeah. Like that's great. But I never give a shit about money. No. Like ever. Even to this day, I don't. Like it, it's like I make good money, but like I don't care. Like I, I don't. Like I don't penny pinch. Like if we went out to get drinks and I picked a like tab, I don't feel like anyone owes me anything or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And if I'm picking up your tab, it's probably because you helped me out. Because <laughs> that's one thing I noticed too. When I was really broke, like. I remember my my phone got shut off for months because I couldn't pay the bill. One day I walked in my room. My brother wrote me a check for two hundred and fifty dollars, dude. Like that is the nicest thing ever for no reason because he just knew. Like I was like, I was screwed. <laughs> dude, I came in. He had a check and he just wrote it two hundred fifty. Like you know he, like stuff like that. Like people would ask me to go out and get drinks and I'm like I don't have money. And they're like I got you. It's like it was amazing how much people like were trying to help me out and. I wish you guys are a part of that, like, <laughs> and, and, like error in my life, and, yeah. and and that's my fault, really. <laughs> like uh, something I had to get over. I mean, yeah. but uh, I'm glad we all met up in the end, and now we're podcasting. No, yeah, this is definitely. crazy, man. I mean, <clears throat> after I mean, I graduated school. I mean, my first full time job, full time job out of school was I I got I got into the VA, man, and. You know, got into a good groove and the swing of things, and it wasn't until like, I mean, this is after eight years of school, got into the VA, and it wasn't until like after meeting with like a an oncology patient, someone who was going through chemo and radiation, and I was, I he was like, 
So, Justin, did, did we actually mention in this episode specifically what your uh, what your degree is oh, and all no, that? So, uh, so we can so, have yeah, this, you know, yeah, yeah. be a so, standalone. Uh, I kind graduated of thing, UMass right? Law with a bachelor's in food nutrition, bachelor's yeah. of science, uh, nutritional science. Yeah. And then I went to Framingham State University for a coordinated program in dietetics, where I also uh, got my master's in food nutrition. Yep. Okay. Wow. Um, so then after that, I, I took the, um, the, I got my credentials as a registered dietitian, took the exam, passed all that stuff. And then I got a per diem gig in a, at Lemonster Hospital, yep. um, which was fun. And then um, after that, one of my, the boss, I interned at the VA, which was amazing. It was a lot of fun. Um, but my boss at the VA, um, gave me a couple of tips that there was some upcoming jobs coming and she really highly encouraged me to apply. Um, and I got the job and now I do outpatient nutrition at the VA. Um, but, and I've been pretty much doing that ever since, but you know, I was kind of going through the motions, no big deal. You know, I was like, okay, yeah, this is great. Mm. Um, but it wasn't until, um, couple months in I had an oncology patient and like this I mean just he broke down and just cried right in front of me just like a mess and I like I comfort him and I was like dude I I got you man like we're gonna get through this and just sort of came up with some strategies to kind of optimize you know his nutrition for when he's going through treatments and stuff and I remember after that like you know walking away and just like I almost cried. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is, I'm working for the VA. I'm helping veterans in my field of nutrition. And I mean, I finally found this, this was like the first, it was like coming back. Like it hasn't been since the military that I've actually found something that I was good, good enough again. I was actually really good at it. And that's when it kind of hit me. And then ever since, I mean, I'm just super stoked where Dude, I'm at. That's you know? awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, ta- it you know, and this just goes to show, it can take a while to find something. <laughs> All right? Clearly. You know what I mean? Yes. We, we just covered 30-plus years of four different dudes, and that was just a brief snapshot. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like, we, we could go into far greater detail. Which we're going to right now. <laughs> you guys ready for nine more hours? <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, don't... It's, it's easy to get discouraged, you know, and just keep working towards something. You're never stuck. Yeah. Like, and it might be tough. Like, we've all started over from scratch at one point, right? right. You know, and that sucks. And it... But there's always these weird periods where you go through where it gets a lot worse and then it gets it's gonna get better it's yep. that ripping off the band-aid it's like a relationship darkest before dawn yeah man. you yep. know yep. Ab- abandons and then you start something new it's hard to start from scratch but as long as you're working towards something that you think you're interested in or you think you like yeah and I, would, I would say you know if you're making a job you're working a job that pays well but you're not happy it's not worth it. No. No way. It's definitely not worth it. Like, because, you know, what? I, I don't know the statistics, but, I mean, 40 hours a week, you know, that's most of your life. Yeah. You're at a place, and if, if you hate going there every day, what's the point? You know? Yeah. That's taking a big toll. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I was pumped when I, we reconnected, and you told me you're doing the brewery stuff. Yeah. I thought... 
because I kind of had an inclination that you weren't happy with an engineering stuff. Yeah. And I got a vibe, and I was super psyched when I heard that. I was like, that's awesome, dude. <laughs> I was so awesome. Because, like, you know, you had, you, dude, you had a ticket, right? Like, engineering, right? It pays oh, yeah. amazing, right? Oh, dude, I yeah. could have went to um, an, any other engineer. Like, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff in the mm. Northeast for engineering. I could have gotten an engineering job, but I, I, like, getting laid off, that kind of, like really pushed because I was already thinking about it before I got yeah. laid off. I was already starting to take the steps of revamping my resume and really working on home brewing. I was reading a ton of books in the brewing industry, and but that getting laid off was like, all right, like I'm gonna take advantage of this yeah. opportunity right now. Like that, I have no no right. excuses, you know. And and I had already, dude. I think you're a super intelligent person. So like that's even mo- like even shows more like. It doesn't matter. Like you wanted to do what made you happy. Exactly. Like, like you yeah. could have did engineering, obviously. Cause, oh yeah. You know, but like, who cares? Because like that's not what you were passionate about, mm-hmm. and like, and you know, brewing is like engineering to some level. So I was super psyched when I heard yeah. that, dude. And I mean, I don't like everything that I've done. All the weird little jobs that I've had, or any other jobs, and even the engineering job, like. Like going back to what I said way earlier in the podcast was learning something from everything, you know, learning something from all those jobs and um, like applying that to what you want to do going forward. You know, like there's plenty of stuff that I learned in engineering that I can apply to the brewing industry, even though it seems completely different, you know, but it's being able to learn from those experiences and apply them to what you're doing right now, you know. I think it's also important to note that, you know, it's, you know, we just because, I mean, you're not, it's not static. You're not, you can always evolve. And, and, you know, what you are passionate about right now, what you think you like about right now, I mean, could just be based on, you know, kind of where you're at in your life. I mm-hmm. mean, it's okay to i mean as we evolve as we grow up as we gain more wisdom you know it's we may not be happy with what we're currently doing right now and we we may be able to make a switch and and you can and it is you should yeah you should yeah okay i mean bottom line yep okay totally agree and i like that too is like what what's the next you know what's next for you yeah you know, what, what right. what's your plan like you him because what who, do you think who i am right now and and what i find to be valuable to me intrinsically rewarding to me and what makes me happy may i mean that could very well be different five ten fifteen yeah, years from exactly. now exactly but do you do you have right now do you think you know like what the next transition for you is no 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 so right now it's good. That's yeah. awesome to hear. That yeah. means you're happy right now. You know what I mean? If you're not even thinking about the next step, then that's good. Yeah. Like you like what you're doing. So. Yeah. But. Whew, we right. did it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Final yeah. thoughts, gentlemen. James, you're, you're pulling your hair out over there. <laughs> yes. He doesn't even have his headphones on anymore. <laughs> I want my steaks up, baby. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Food. All right. Yeah. We gotta eat. We gotta eat. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No thanks problem. for coming yeah. on, man. Yeah. And thanks for designing our. Fucking super cool logo, man! Yes, big props to that. That's that, definitely that was a, one of my careers. That's what I did. Lawrence yep. J. Sambura designs <laughs> logo. LJC baby. I'm yeah. popular. World. I'm not. I'm not a designer we'll anymore, do that so stuff. I won't help you. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't submit yeah. work requests. I only do lucky. it for friends. So <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, but uh, all right, yeah. this is awesome. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. All cool. right, cool. All right, thanks we're, for listening, guys. And peace. Haters. I'll still be happy to be alive
yeah, sorry. We're doing the outro. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. We're finished, baby. All done. Yeah, so we. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, and now we've got some notes and, and fun facts and things. Uh, mm. So I'm going to start off. Yeah, hit it, man. Remember, remember, as brief as possible. Brief, yeah, quick. Okay, so number one, we got Tarantino. And we said that a few times. You know, for those of you that are not familiar with Quentin Tarantino's movies, he's a writer-director. He had this popular thing of giving people the ending and then going back to the beginning. So Tarantino kind of got used as a verb to yes. explain yes. that thing. So that's it, Tarantino. Um, the next thing we have... Uh, Lucky mentioned that he bought a Pentax camera at Service Merchandise. Okay. Okay, yeah. So, Service Merchandise was a retail chain that sold electronics, toys, sporting goods, and jewelry that operated from 1934 until filing for bankruptcy in 1999 and eventually closed their doors in 2002. Damn. So, I I know there's a bunch of, like, stores like that from our generation. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, we'll, we'll go into that deeper at some point, but... Uh, I just wanted to get the service merchandise one out there. Uh, one of us had mentioned Lemonster CTE, me and Justin, probably, meaning both of us. Perhaps, yeah. And um, we never actually said what CTE stands for. That is the Center for Technical Education, and that's the trade school component of Lemonster High School. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Justin had to take the ASVAB. I did. Which was the military version of the SATs, basically. I think, yeah. I, you could equivalent that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. So um, the ASVAB is the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery. It is a timed multi-aptitude test, which is given at over 14,000 schools and military entrance processing stations, MEPS, nationwide, and is developed and maintained by the Department of Defense, or DOD. Yeah, so basically whatever score you would get on the ASVAB, it would it would allow you to have more freedom or flexibility based on your score percentage mm-hmm. of what jobs you are qualified to do or pursue in your military career. Okay, all right. That makes sense. So we also talked about uh, the millennial generation a little bit and what what people belong to that generation. So I found a few different things, but pretty much from what I could come up with, most major sources define the millennial generation as being people born between 1981 and 1996. I also found that there is a micro generation um, of people that feel they belong to a crossover of generation X and millennials who are born in the late seventies and early eighties that don't necessarily fit into either the millennial category or the Generation X category. Okay. Now, they refer to themselves as the Oregon Trail Generation, <laughs> which is named after that popular computer game that was on, I think, the Apple II back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. Or Generation Catalano, which is named after a character from the TV show My So-Called Life. Mm, okay. Um, We'll we'll definitely go deeper into the whole millennial generation thing. I'd like to learn more about yeah. the generations yeah. and yeah. Kind of what they mean. I, th- I think that would be a neat podcast for sure. Yeah, because we'll be doing a, a nostalgia series at some point, and w- either as a part of that or something separate, we'll definitely get into the generations. Yeah, so it is important to note that um, our current generation uh, is Gen Z, and they are... Anyone who's born from 1997 onward, current. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I, I also saw that Gen Z was actually like a name that is not necessarily controversial, but everybody's trying to name the newest generation something different, like the I generation, or I, I, there was a couple oh, different names. Okay. They're trying to make it stand out, right? As, instead of just being like the Gen X, Gen Z, Gen Y, whatever. Um, okay. Continuing on, mm-hmm. we've got GIS computer mapping. That was something that James uh, learned in school and did some out of out of school, right? Yep. So that stands for Geographic Information System. And Indeed. now, what is that exactly? Uh, it's like a framework of data. Um, hold on. It's like it's framework data gathering and managing and analyzing data. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, it integrates many types of data. It analyzes spatial location, organizes layers of information into visual- visualizations using maps and 3D scenes. Um, but basically, it just allows you to get, gather data and put it into uh, a visual aid. It allows you to um, go deeper into the data, being able to see it as a 3D space as opposed to just numbers on a board. It allows you to get better insight of the data. Um, but it's basically is, just, it's like a mapping program. Yeah. Yeah. So it allows you to see relationships on a map versus um, relationships just on like a graph or something. So you could see um, like where the most white people in America and you could color it, you know, the darker the red, the more white people there are okay. in that spot. And like okay. the bluer or like temperatures too, like anything. So it just allows so really you to. really any variable that you're comparing. Any variable at all. Yeah. And yeah. it'll allow you allow you to see it in more of a visual 3d space as a point as opposed to like a 2d graph or something okay okay yeah, yeah. that makes sense yeah. that's cool uh next up we have the fafsa all right i know i had to do the fafsa before i um, went to college lucky also talked about doing that yeah mm-hmm. now fafsa stands for free application for federal student aid and it's used to apply for grants loans and work study programs in the united states as a um, in relation to college or colleges okay. and universities. So the last note that I have is about the salary number it takes to be quote happy. So I found there was a study conducted in 2010 at Princeton by economist Angus Deaton and psychologist Danielle Kahneman. It concluded that people's happiness does generally increase with wealth, but only to the point of 75,000 U.S. dollars of income per year. After that, there doesn't seem to be much of an increase in happiness. And that all depends probably on when that study was happened, how you manage your money as well, I would assume. Yeah, probably. If you spend 75 grand on hookers and blow every year, and you made 75 grand, you're probably... Well, you might be real happy. Or you might be depressed. If that's your lifestyle, you know. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of variables there, but, um, but that's, generally, that's what I found, yeah, yeah, yeah. in general. All right, so we have anything else? Um, there's one thing. There's one thing we talked about, and I just want to kind of confirm. So I know in the podcast, Lucky was saying that he was only raking in like 18 grand or something like that doing, you know, between going to school and working full time. And um, he compared that to a McDonald's salary. So a, a full time employee at McDonald's in the state of Massachusetts could expect to earn up to $23,000 um, a year before taxes. So before I think it equates, 
equates to about eleven dollars an hour. Gotcha. Yeah, which woof. Yeah. That's, that's that's tough to live on, it's man. Rough, especially if you're living alone. Yeah, yeah. That'll help. I don't think you could, man. I don't think you could either. You, you would have not to. with rent and food, unless you eat McDonald's for free. Depends <laughs> on where you live <laughs> and, and everything. Work. Yeah, how yeah how how tight you are. But yeah, that's tough regardless. Yeah. 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 Um, and I mean that's pretty much it. All yeah. right. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Uh, you know, follow us on Instagram. We got a SoundCloud now. Um, and we're available on like everything now, Spotify, iTunes, all Android apps. So tell your friends, man, we need the love. Yeah. yeah. So, um, that speaking of music and the SoundCloud and everything, the buffer track that you're listening, that you listened to leading into this fact check was a song that, uh, Lucky and I had recorded in a previous band of ours. So I'll throw the link to that tune up. Um, if you guys want to check that out as well. Yeah, that was Seth on guitar and uh, Lucky on vocals. Yes, and shout out to uh, Andrew Q. Quist on drums there. Yes. A yeah. future guest, perhaps. <laughs> Definitely. All right. All right, later, guys. Later. Peace. Sausage candles.